Welcome. Y saludos, amigos. A nuestra presentación, Revenge of the Pod, where we talk about all things nerd culture, movies, shows, pop culture, even some sports, and a bit about ourselves. I'm your co-host, Luigi, and this is my co-host. Jason, what's up, everybody? Glad to have you back. We're excited to have you with us today for another great episode. You can expect concession stand. It's going to be a little small today. Uh, we have maybe one to two things that happened in trailers and maybe two things to talk about in TV land. And then we're going to have our final Summit 2022 episode. We're going to let you know about what we thought were the best movies of 2022. Uh, we're going to give you top tens. We have a co-host with us who's going to be joining. Uh, introduce yourself, even though you've been on. You guys know who he is. Thomas, come on out. What's up? What's up, man? How are you guys? What's up, listeners? Third time's a charm, so thank you, gentlemen, for having me for the third time. I'm uh, excited to talk some movies with y'all. We, we, we had to bring you on to the movie pod, dude. We no, bro. To. I kind of begged you guys, but I also, <laughs> I also feel honored to be here. So, yes, I'm, I'm excited, man. So much good stuff. You were the first person we thought of for this episode. Now, Thomas is going to be joining us to do some honorable mention films that we've got uh, stuff. We still want to see our top 10. And then of course we're going to finish it out with some movies. We're looking forward to for this year, 2023. Uh, let's get into concession stands though. Jason, how you been, man? Oh, good, man. Uh, I just wanted to kind of add on to what we talked about in our last pod. Um, uh, you know, I talked about my Traeger, getting a new Traeger grill for Christmas, Thomas. I don't, I don't know if you've heard of a Traeger grill. It's it's like a smoker, like a smoking grill, but you yes. can also use it for grilling. Okay. Uh, so for New Year's, I used it to smoke a tri-tip, which came out phenomenal. Uh, yeah. sh- shout out to my my buddy Kyle uh, for just giving me some tips on it. So I appreciate you. Um, but Lee Jews give me shit because he said that's the easy way out to use a smoking grill. So, <laughs> bro, I know nothing about grill culture, but yeah, I'm happy to hear that you're uh, cooking up some things, man. But I know Luigi's pretty pretty good on the grill too. So, I, I oh, don't know. Yeah. you may be right there. I don't know. Yeah, listen, I'll listen, I, I ain't hating. <laughs> I'm more so hating on Cole, and you, you, you you'll know why in a minute. So. Jason, if you're just starting out on smoking, I ain't hating, man. You're just getting I, into I, I it. You're, you're just looking into stuff. A Traeger is a very respectable piece of equipment. It does do pretty amazing things. So, Thomas, when, when you smoke something, usually you have to tend to the to the wood and the charcoals to make sure that the, the temperature stays correct. Okay. And it, it's not getting too smoky to where it, like, chokes the fire and kind of makes the food taste not great. Okay. So it is a bit of a process. With a Traeger, so, you don't have to worry about any of that. Gotcha. You just season it and put that bitch in there. They have pellets that they make that have the flavors of the wood or any other flavors that you want to add. Amazing. So it is, it yeah. is, it is a very like wow, like it can do all of those things. That's interesting. Um, the one time I've had food from someone who made from a Traeger, I thought that it was missing a little bit of that smokiness, like that true smokiness. But maybe I'm wrong. Okay. I could be wrong. The it flavor wasn't me- bad. It sounds to me like the air fryer of grillers. Is that like <laughs> a correct assessment? 
<laughs> I mean, air fryers are dope, bro. So if, if that is the air fryer of grillers, I mean, I don't, you know I don't what? Care. That is a um, that is a very good comparison, actually, because I like air fryers too. But yes, it is. It is okay. That's a good comparison. Hey, man, I'm not hating either. Like, I feel <laughs> as far as the grown man meat game that just seems to happen as you get older, everyone wants to start grilling and cooking up. I'm still behind you, so I can't yeah. eat, man. Like, I don't even have a grill, so. Yeah, look, man. I'll see you, dog. I'm trying to get into the meats, you know what I'm saying? Uh... <laughs> I'm a man. <laughs> you know, I'm maybe so maybe I'm just uh, bitter because I use like a a really cheapy falling apart grill right now. <laughs> hey, 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 but you're making it work, bro. So yeah, bro. I do. I um, make it anyways, work. I make it work. <laughs> hey, we, we do. We talked, we did talk about it for 10 minutes as, as I was editing the last pod. It was like a good 10 minutes that we talked about the Traeger. So I just want to keep it moving. But the only reason I wanted to, to bring a it up. Meat pod, bro. Yeah. <laughs> a little meat pod for beginners of like, <laughs> hey guys, this is what we're doing. Them meats. The meat section. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, well, then let's let's see what's uh let's go let's see what's well, going on with Thomas. Well, well, Luigi. The, the only reason I brought this up is because remember I told you that a Traeger can grill too. You don't yes. have to just use it strictly for smoking. So I was like, all right, you know what? Let me try it. So this past weekend, um, I wanted to do a, a sada tacos, carne asada. Um, okay. And they came out fire, bro. So uh, and I used it to grill, uh, but pretty much kind of used it a little. I don't know. I you, you just set the temperature really high, and then you can grill on, on the Traeger. So it was really awesome. So uh, I was told that you can grill on the Traeger, and I was like, I wasn't too sure just because of the smoking and stuff like that. I was like, how do you do that? Because of the fire and stuff. But since there's no fire, it's pure smoke. Uh, I don't know. It, it, you you have to see one. So you so you're like, how do you grill this? But no, dude, it came out perfect. Uh, I pulled it out and just seared it a little bit once um, I pulled out the meats, and it came out awesome, dude. So. Uh, uh, stay tuned to other stuff I grill, guys. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro! Yeah. So wait, we 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 gonna talk about the things we grill? Or is I mean, I mean, I mean, oh, you you can <laughs> just do, hey, you can always talk about stuff that you grilled over the weekend, bro. I just want to let you know what I did this weekend, and that was pretty much it, honestly. Dude, okay, you're gonna have to trade me those asada tacos, and I'll make you some uh, some citrus herb chicken that I made this weekend, bro. Ooh. It was fantastic. Ooh. Well, bro, I will say this: you have a you, you have a food city in uh, San Antonio, right? No, no, we don't. But we got um, other bro. places. We got okay. other stuff. Yeah. Well, I just really like their marinade meat, bro. Their their flat uh, flank steak meat. Uh, it's amazing, bro. I'm gonna have to try that. I'll, I'll, I'll ask. I'll, I'll ask the butcher, bro. I'm sure they'll give me the recipe. <laughs> hey, senor, 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 uh, what do you put on that shit? <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> just like that. I like that. Exactly how All right, happened. we do yeah. need to move on though, guys. You're right. This is a lot of grill talk. Uh Thomas, how you been, man? <laughs> yeah, how was your been... new year, bro? Oh man, bro. Good. New year, same me. Um fucking it was really low key. I honestly did a, a 12 hour workout on New Year's Eve at my gym, just like a marathon workout that they wanted to do. So I took part in that. Damn. Yeah, dog. So an hour for every month, huh? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, pretty much that was the gist of it. So for New Year's itself, I was like dead tired, dog. I just uh I had intentions to go out, but honestly I couldn't peel myself off the couch. So I literally just watched a movie man and fell asleep like at 12, 10, 12, 15, probably. Damn. That was that about the most uneventful New Year, but I'm not complaining. Uh it was good been chilling since been um just trying to watch some of these movies catch up on everything but 
everything's been good, bro. Um, can't complain. And uh, yeah, now we're here. Nice, yeah, but, nice. Well, minus yeah. being so tired on New Year's. If it makes you feel any better, I was sick on New Year's, but I was fighting through it the whole time. Oof. We just had family over, man. I was like, nah, man. Like we have, we don't have a whole bunch of parties at my house. I got, I got to be in on this one. Gotta I got to be through. in on it. Yes, it was, it was not a good. I didn't feel good at all, though. I'll tell you that. Yeah. What about you, Jay? Did you have at least like a redeemable one compared to ours? Uh, well, yeah, dude. Last year I was, I had COVID, uh, and this one, uh, yeah, just playing it with my lady. I, I smoked a fucking tractor. <laughs> Okay. And that's hey, what started hey. the whole. Thing, right? God, uh, stop bringing it back, Doug. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, in all honesty, yeah, Jamie was in bed by eleven, but she was still awake. Uh, so I got to play some video games right at eleven with the boys. Anyone that wasn't partying, <clears throat> but right at midnight, I went to go, you know, say Happy New Year's to my lady. And uh, yeah, dude, it was it was a nice uh, it was a nice little New Year. You know, uh, had a little fire pit, watched our neighbors crack fireworks. Very, very nice and chill. Thirties, uh, but you know, um, <laughs> yeah, dude. You know, I was about really to say, good. given our three answers, like it tells you how old we are. Yeah. <laughs> but what honestly, I, would, I wouldn't have had it any other way. Different part of our lives. Any other way, I will say that. No, oh, yeah, I'm not complaining yeah. at all. All right, so for me, the only thing that was slightly eventful uh, did take. I did take out to the zoo. That was a lot of fun. Oh hell yeah, bro! Yeah, yeah, she loves going to the zoo. We are we got gifted a membership. Uh, oh. Shout out Armando. I don't think he's a listener, but my father in law he got us that for Christmas, and so we could go to the zoo anytime we want now. So we're probably gonna go fairly often as long as it doesn't get too hot. Jesus. Oh yeah, dude, that dude at her age too, bro. The zoo is just like yeah. it's the place to be, dog. Yep. It's the place oh, to be. Right. <laughs> for real, you can nice. see animals everywhere. Animal themed stuff is everywhere. I, I I would imagine she enjoys it quite a bit. Hey, hopefully, uh, hopefully you're lucky enough to have a monkey throw shit at you. You know, um, you know, I or I don't at think someone we have not, the maybe same... not at you guys, like, <laughs> <laughs> at someone, and then you guys and you're recording at that time, right? Yeah, I was I was a little confused, but I was like, I don't want to poop on me though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just, I feel like every time I go to the zoo, like just they look so miserable. But like every once every once in a while, people are recording animals at the zoo and they do some crazy shit. And I was like, why the fuck does? I mean, granted, they're there all the time. And they're just like trying to <laughs> chill, right? <laughs> but, yeah, but it's kind of like prison for animals. But hey, yeah. hey, but hey, that's not the point. Yeah, you get to you get to look at them, you know. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, I mean they're rescuing them, and they're you know especially if they're in danger, they're trying to breed them. And stuff. So I, I get it, I get it. So especially with pandas, that is very true. Um, anyway, the one thing that did suck though was like a lot of animals were not in their enclosures, like they were being tended to, or they were in a larger area away from people. Yep, yep. which is nice for them, but also I was like, damn, we we missed a bunch of animals. Um, NFL playoffs is starting this weekend, guys. How you feeling? Who you going for? I don't want to hear smack talk about the Cowboys. Okay, Jason, just just we'll talk about that in a minute. Who are you going for? Okay. Well, I'll, I'm gonna I'm speak for Thomas because I'm sure he feels the same way. We don't really care who wins because both our teams <laughs> yes. are not in the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, my sorry ass team eliminated themselves six game losing streak. Shout out the Titans. So. uh my Honestly, answer, though, Jacksonville does look good, man. Like that—that that was going to be hard. They—they look—they look. They look I, 
I think Trevor Lawrence is going to run that division for a, for a while if if uh, the way it's looking. Um, yeah, man, yeah, I mean, there's no other QBs in the division, yeah. bro. So, but so this is like I'm question, trying out bro, next week and shit. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna walk on, but uh, not to be a hater, Luigi. But to be honest, like Jay was saying, uh, I'm going for anyone the Cowboys are playing. So shout uh, out the Eagles, shout out Tampa Bay. Wait, Let's you like Tom the Brady. Eagles? Come the fuck on! How do you not hate the Eagles too? Come, their fans are terrible. They're, they're um, fucking terrible. Well, well. I- I can speak for Thomas because I will speak because I feel the same way. Preach. We grew we grew up in El Paso in Texas, so we know all the shitty ass insufferable Cowboys. You know fans. that meme, Luigi, where it's like uh, Cowboys fans starter pack. Do you, are you familiar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm that familiar. originated in El Paso, bro. That is an El Paso person. So we grew I, up around I honestly that. don't know if I've seen the Cowboy Fan Starter Pack meme. Oh, bro. And you, and Just I Google hate, it. Give it a good Google later. Dude, I hate that one song, too. Weed and Boys by uh, Wiz Khalifa, dude. Oh, my God, dude. Every time the Cowboys win in El Paso, that song's just playing. I'm just like, oh, my. At a bar, right? Not going to lie. I mean, I've heard hold that song at the up. stadium when Weed they want boys. a game. Yeah, so dude, I like, fucking oh, love it. Oh, my God. Nah. Nah, man. I do look forward <laughs> oh, to Oh, I see it now. I have seen this. <laughs> but, uh. <laughs> Yeah, Luigi, uh, who are you going for? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> look, man, Listen. look, man. I, I, I hope that I, I'm cheering for you. I, I don't. I, 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 I hope you know that. Yeah, I appreciate I that. Because as much as you talk shit about the Cowboys, I still go for the Broncos because of you. I just don't tell you about it because then, you know. Like when the Cowboys <laughs> win, I'm happy for you, but I'm like, ugh. There's also. All the, the coals and coal, Ryan's all the, the coals, the Ryan's in the world. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know I, what they say, but I imagine it's pretty obnoxious. They're awful, man. They're, they are awful. Bro. <laughs> well, to be fair, me and Alex Pastrana, shout out to Pizza Time Pod. We we're very like realistic cowboy fans. Like we're both like, there's a good chance we're going to lose to Tampa because they love to choke against big Tom names. Brady. I mean, Tom Brady's never lost to the Cowboys. He's so. never lost to the Cowboys. And I feel like things like that are perfect omens for if the Cowboys are going to lose. But let's say let's say the Cowboys, because they are favored to win, right? They should win this game, as has been said so many times. <laughs> so many times. Like, it's maddening how like many times you hear that shit. Anyway, let's say they make it. They're going to get crushed by the eagles the next round they're gonna get fucking crushed like i know it they don't have it man i i would love to be proved wrong and all my cowboy fans out there i'm sorry i know y'all gonna get mad at me but like they didn't show any consistency at the end of the season they didn't none none at all they were falling apart left and right if that continues in the in the postseason as has been the case historically like we're out in the divisional round yeah cowboys gonna cowboy bro Unfortunately, hey, you're not um, allowed to say that. You're not allowed to say that. Though. Okay, you're not allowed to say that. Uh, my, Only my I pre- can. <laughs> uh, my prediction for the Super Bowl this year, I think it's going to be a uh, 49ers coming out of the NFC and uh, Chiefs. So I think it's going to be a rematch uh, from a couple years ago where the Chiefs beat the Niners. Do that um, Niners defense is ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's wild. That's kind of why I put the Niners as a favorite too. And Kyle um, Shanahan, dude, his coaching. I mean, it doesn't matter who you have under quarterback, dude. He his play calling is amazing. He's like, I don't care. Just give me a quarterback, and I'll I'm gonna make him look good. It's crazy. 
McCaffrey looks fucking amazing on that team. I uh, obviously, as a Cowboy fan, I don't like the Niners. I'm not going for the Niners, but they look they're good. Gonna, they look yeah, good. They're, they're gonna get their six this year. I really hope not. And then uh, really there's two teams that are gonna have Cowboys can't be like, oh, we got five now. You got multiple teams that have six now, so hopefully. <laughs> Yeah, Yo, hopefully. hopefully. Chill out, man. <laughs> Chill out. Y'all got five? Football. Nah, dog. Yeah. Gee, let's move on. Yeah, you can't say There's that too shit much no more. Shit talk. All this shit talk. Moving on to trailers. All right. What y'all been? Uh, what y'all been noticing is coming out soon. That that's uh, that's been putting out some news, Jason. Uh, well, the Golden Globes happened um, this this week. We're recording yeah, on the eleventh. Yeah, it happened last night, I think. Uh, we got some winners that I just wanted to highlight real quick. Michelle Yo. Uh, yeah, Michelle Yo. She won uh, <clears throat> Best uh, Performance by an Actress. Uh, not in drama. It was a musical and or comedy. And then uh, Best Supporting Actor from our boy. Um, oh, God, what's his name? Sorry, I'm scrolling down here. Uh, Ki Yu Kwan. Uh, obviously, oh, the husband. Yeah, yeah the yeah, husband. Yes. Yeah, he won Best Performance by an Actor in a Supporting Role. So that was dope. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. They do. They took on a lot of stuff. Um, best performance by an actress in a supporting role was Angela Bassett, dude, the mother. She was fantastic well deserved in that. Movie, well dude. deserved, bro. Yeah. Um, and I know we haven't talked about our favorite movies this year, guys, and honorable mentions, but I just want to throw this one out there because I know Ouija would I really like this one. Best motion motion picture for the for an animated film. Guillermo de Toro's Pinocchio. That's right. That's on my honorable mentions, guys. We'll talk about it in a bit. It was yeah. it was an impressive children's movie. It almost doesn't feel like one at times, um, which which works in its it in its favor actually. Like my daughter was able to sit through the whole thing. So that's dope. Uh, also, one that I really just wanted to highlight as well. Didn't like the movie because I feel like uh, Tom Hanks just ruined the film. Ruined it. Um, ruined it. Completely ruined. <laughs> ruined. It. Ruined. But I really absolutely loved his performance. Uh, Austin Butler's Elvis. He won for best uh, performance best by an actor in motion picture. Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, Kate Blanchett won best performance actress in a motion picture in the movie Tar. I haven't seen that. Yeah, film, still got to get but, to it, but I'll mention yeah. that. Yeah. So. Hearing, hearing good things is definitely what I, I saw. Banshees of Inner Sharon won. Uh, best comedy and that's another one i really really want to see yeah man so those are some of the ones that i wanted to highlight obviously there's a a bunch more oh best television se- <sighs> best television series was house of dragon whoop, whoop. oh nice yes sir uh nice. well deserved. Best, yeah best performance by an actor kevin our boy kevin costner in yellowstone uh zendaya Have you guys seen yellowstone no, but I hear it's um, really good. Yes. Yeah. Oh man, I yeah. like really need to get to it because I just see at least like someone a day post about Yellowstone. I'm like, fuck, gotta check it out. I know. Yeah. I want to see 1883 too, and apparently, I mean, obviously, it's like a prequel to Yellowstone. So I'm like, ah. Exactly. I mean, we talked about the Golden Age and uh, TV, right? Zendaya winning Euphoria, and just uh, just a lot of shows that I haven't seen personally. That, and and I'm sure you guys too. Like we're. There's just so much content right now. They're like, all right, what's going on? So, uh, unfortunately, The Bear didn't win in a musical or comedy series for television. Uh, Who won? Abbott, Abbott Elementary. Hey, I did put that on my list. That was, that was a good movie. Or, yeah. <laughs> good movie. That was a good show. 
Yeah, guys. Um, although uh, he did, uh, Jeremy Allen did. Jeremy Allen White did win uh, for best uh, actor in a television series. So, shout out to him, uh, dude. There's just just a lot, man. If you guys want to, obviously, I don't want to give up too much, but just some. Just want to highlight a few things. If you guys want to see the winners, obviously Google that stuff. But uh, a lot of shows that we watch, a lot of shows that we wanted to watch, and uh, just other shows that we didn't really want to watch, but one stuff. So shout out to them. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Last one I'll say, uh, Evan Peters did win for miniseries for Dahmer. Oh yes, Jesus man, he deserved it. Like you, if you watch the rest of it, Jesus Christ, he put he put a lot into that role. Yeah, dude. Very disturbing role, and I'm sure. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> when he was, he did like the whole method acting stuff, minus killing the people. But like he said, it really kind of messed him up, and he needs to see a psychiatrist, I think, for that role. So, no kidding! Wow, yep. that's wild. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna move on. Uh, I have one thing that I saw some news of. Uh, History of the World Part 2. I don't know if you guys ever saw History of the World Part 1. Uh, Mel Brooks film from the 80s. No? No. no. Drawing blanks, so, my friend. <laughs> so you guys know who Mel Brooks is, though, right? He's an yes. uh, yeah, animator, right? No, he did Young Frankenstein, Blazing Saddles. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he did. He does, like, parodies of things. Or he did parodies of things that were, like, I guess a little more historical. <laughs> Um, but they were all I, I liked them growing up. I thought they were hilarious. And he did one called History of the World Part One. Well, apparently Thomas. they're finally gonna do a History of the World Part Two. Uh so I'm pretty excited to see it. The cast, gosh, let me let me get the cast for you guys. Well, Are you the, looking I know, that up? Uh yeah, Thomas, he also did uh Spaceballs, Robin yes. and Men in Tights, the producers. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's like a satire guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Big, big on satire. Um but it's going to have Nick Kroll, Wanda Sykes, Ike Barnholtz, uh, David Stassen, just a lot of uh, a lot of good TV actors. And I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see what they do again. The history nerd in me is like, yes, give me some historical moments that you can make fun of. This sounds fantastic. So I'm, I'm excited to see it. It's going to be on Hulu. So nobody has to pay anything if you want to check it out. Do That's know, all I got. Uh, do you know if it's going to be like up to current history stuff or is it like a set timeline or? Well, the original, I think went up to gosh, around the American revolution. So this one I'm assuming is going to go up to at least, I know they're for sure going to do world war one. So there's a good chance they'll do world war two as well. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if they're going to go up to like Vietnam and all of those, but if they do, I'll take it. I'll take it all. Nice. Hell yeah, dude! What about you, Thomas? You see, you seen anything? Anything you uh, been checking out? Checking in on? Um, as far as TV, no, man. Like I'm, um, <laughs> with all these series, like I still need to watch Andor. I still need to watch uh, Yellowstone, as I mentioned. There's just so many, but um. Really Pachinko, watch Pachinko, man. I'm telling Pachinko, you. Pachinko, yeah. Uh, Severance, like I mentioned to you earlier. So, Did you watch had... Wednesday? No, I did not watch Wednesday. Uh, I don't know if you like that one, but I think you should. I know it's getting, <laughs> I know it's getting a lot of good. I'll get to it, but yeah, honestly, man, I've been just, just trying to catch up on movies. Um, like I told you guys earlier, I barely saw Avatar yesterday. Um, and really Still just haven't been seen like, it. Yeah, it was good. It was good, but 
nothing like concrete. Obviously, I've just been like kind of watching random things here and there as I can. So I need to get on it. But yeah, the New Year's been kind of chaotic so far. So really just been like trying to hunker down on some movies. All which, right, we'll, all right. which we'll talk about right now. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same, dude. All right, so then let's get into TV land. Jason, I want to hear your updates. Give us a Game of Thrones update. All right, so I finished season four. It took me, took us, sorry, uh, about three days to finish season four, dude, because I was just, we were just hooked. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we wanted to see what happened after season three, my friend. Um, so at the beginning of season four, man, started off hot out the gate, hot out the gate. Uh, King Joffrey gets poisoned. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a theory that Cersei did it. I was completely wrong after a few episodes. Um, which uh, after that, after realizing that, like seeing the, all the people that poisoned him or like who was involved in it, I was like, all right, cool. Um, so yeah, who? Just, uh, spoilers, everyone. Spoilers. Who was it? Who? Who do you think it is? Have they said it already? Yeah, they, it was uh, the. Um, <clears throat> The the grandma like uh, yeah, cons- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah the gar- grandma from who the house of Elena Tyrell Tyrell there we go yeah. yeah so it was her with like but Littlefinger knew about it too but Littlefinger has his hands on everything uh, Lord Baelish yeah. um what else uh we see Sansa <laughs> actually uh turning herself into uh finally going into like all right it, it's uh it's a doggy dog out there right. So she's not, she's no, uh, towards the end of the season four, she's like starting to become her, her own, I would say, uh, because Littlefinger saved her life, but then she also like kind of put one up on him. So that was crazy. Uh, the hound ended up, ends up dying, um, because homegirl ends up killing him. And, uh, you just see some growth within, uh, Arya, which is dope. Uh, my, wait, who, who ends up killing him? Um, the the lady knight, I forget her name. Brienne of Tart. Oh, so you yeah, got to see that. their Tart. fight is dope, man. Yeah, their fight was dope, dude. And then Brianna Tart just punching the shit out of him, and he punches him, and he just goes off a cliff. And then the hound just begging Arya to finish him off, but like I was like, no, you're on my list. I'm not gonna let you have that a peaceful death. I'm gonna let you suffer. It just leaves out, walks out like a G. Uh-huh. I love Arya, bro. Arya's fucking dope. Yeah, she's, um, she's wild, man. I loved. Uh, Prince, uh, Prince uh, Oberyn loved his character. <laughs> Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal's character, Prince Oberyn. Uh, he ends up uh, Tyrion. Well, so after King Joffrey gets poisoned, right? Um, they accuse um, the imp, uh, Tyrion Lannister, for killing him. And so they put him on trial. And then he's like, you know what? I want trial by combat. And he was hoping that Jamie Lannister, his brother, would do that for him. He says, I can't do it. Cause I lost my, I lost a hand and I'm no good with on the sword with my left hand. So I, I can't do it. Uh, so Prince Oberyn decides to do it. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna do this. And I'm still here because I need to figure out who uh, killed my sister, raped my sister, killed my uh, nieces and nephews. And he has a theory that it was Tywin, uh, Tyrion's dad, who's the hand of the King right now. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to be your champion. I'm going to fuck up this dude. Uh, the Mountain, which is the Hound's brother. who, Which is the one that like he thinks actually did it. Like He wanted to get in the ring with him, right? Yeah, he wanted to get in the ring with him because he's the one that 
he thinks actually did the raping and the killing. Obviously, it wasn't him that did it on his own. Obviously, someone commanded him to do that. Mm -hmm. So he's like, he's been waiting for this moment. And, yo, that fight scene was dope. He, <sighs> he clearly had that fight won. And I was like, all right, this easy kill, bro. He's going to get it. And I did not see it coming when um, he finally has him. He stabbed, you know, he stabbed him with poison, right, with his spear. That fight was dope, too, by the way. Like, I did not think he was going to lose. And, again, the mountain, right, he's, he's the mountain for a reason. He's a strong strength. So he fucking knocks him down and just face plants his ass. He digs his thumbs right into both his eyes and just kills him. He breaks his skull, dude. He breaks wild. his skull, yeah, dude. It was, uh, and when you get, and Thomas, you get to see the whole thing, bro. It was, it's gnarly, bro. <laughs> I get to see it from start to end whenever I actually get to it, bro. <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm telling you. Um, and then, uh, obviously, you go to the north where the wall, where the White Walkers are trying to, well, the White Walkers are definitely, the winter is coming. I'm guessing that's what it is. The White Walkers coming from the north to take over the, south of the wall i guess but the, the wildings are also wanting to take over so you see the giants and the whole of them trying to take castle rock and you kind of just start seeing Jon snow trying to like take command and of all the the bastards and the uh men of the night watch and uh his uh i guess the girl he lost his virginity to right the, the girl that he fell in love with yeah uh, has an opportunity to kill him and she kind of she pauses for a second. We all then, knew she wasn't gonna kill him. She wasn't <laughs> gonna kill him. And then boom, gets saved. An arrow goes straight through her heart. And it was a little boy that the wildlings uh ended up uh, killing father. and eating. Yeah, not not just no, and his mother. They yeah, killed his father true. and his mother and they ate him. Yeah, it's like one clan that looks like they look crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so th that storyline's pretty good, and I'm starting to see it's like, yo, uh, Jon Snow's gonna take over the uh, the men of the Night Watch. Like, he's gonna be that guy. Uh, he has to be, unless he fucking dies. I don't know, man. Rob Stark, right? How's Khaleesi uh, doing, man? What's going on with her? Khale dude, Khaleesi, she ends up uh, firing her right-hand man, because it turns out that he was uh, an informant for King's Landing, dude. So... Yeah. I don't know, man. She seems betrayed, and now, but like he was like the only one that would like would show her reason. So I don't know if it was the right move. Like, and he was like, "Look, I admit that at first, yes, I was an informant. So like, I love you, I fell in love with you, and I do everything Jorah, to protect you." Jorah yeah, Mormont. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think that was the right move for letting him go. And then she also changed her dragons because they're going out of control right now. Uh, it's just a lot, bro. It's just it's crazy, man. It's just. Um, Everything happens. It shows it shows her need for control though. That's definitely what that what that told me in that sense. But also you can you kinda can't blame her for not I mean, he's supposed to be her advisor and for a while he was like betraying her. That's literally the opposite of what his job in is. In the beginning he was, and then afterwards he, he stopped doing that. No, I know, I know. Because he's, he fell in love he's with her. He's like obsessed with her. I get it. But yeah. from her perspective, it's hard to it's hard to just walk past the first part. Yeah. I mean, I feel it, but I, I feel like she should have forgave him because he could have betrayed her this whole time, and he didn't. He stood by her side. Yeah, he made the choice to stop betraying her anyway. Yeah, exactly. Like, And obviously finding out about it, right? And then, like, you know, she fell in love with, uh, with Jason Momoa's character. I forget it was. 
Called Drogo. Yeah. Obviously, he died because pretty much he was given information and the baby and all that stuff. So I get it. But at the same time, like, he it's just because was... you like the character, and which is fair because I really like the character too. I was devastated when that happened. Yeah. <laughs> same. Um, I will say this though, towards uh after four seasons, the worst character to this day <laughs> is not Joffrey, it's Cersei, bro. She's an evil fucking bitch, bro. I hate that character so much. You got but... one more character that's coming up that um I I think Ramsey rivals... Bolton. Cersei more than Joffrey does, although I think Joffrey is pretty bad. Yeah. I'm not gonna uh, say who. Okay. Um, who is Ramsey Bolton? Ramsey Bolton is the one that uh, cut off uh, Theon Greyjoy's uh, penis and made him into Reek. Oh, then yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, no, he's all right, bro. He's just crazy. No, no, I don't no, care. No, no, you, 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 you wait. <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> You just just be patient, man. Be patient. Yeah, he, uh, he's he's crazy, bro. He's he's a he's a he's a villain, but at least he he knows what he is. Cersei is a manipulative bitch, bro. She knows what she is too. She is very she flaunts it. She flaunts who she is. No, she doesn't. Not to Wait, everyone. Um, Not to everyone. Not to everyone. I would disagree. <laughs> mm. I mean, she's tactful, sure, but she's the the longer it goes the more you're going to see that she does not care what anybody thinks of her. (laughs) She is going to do what she fucking wants to do. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. Yeah. Granny Ramsey Bolton or Ramsey Snow, whatever you you wish to call him. He's just a crazy dude, bro. He's he's just crazy. I I don't like, you know, he, he is a villain, but I'm like, you know what? All right. Just wait, man. Just wait. All right. I guess so. All right. But I mean, listen, it's hard because Cersei is the, I think she is, she's had the most time to be the worst, but there are characters that get close to Bro, she, she as much have time. stopped Joffrey, man. Oh, she wasn't going to stop him. Haven't you noticed one thing about her? She'll do anything to protect her children. Yep. Like that's all she cares about. That's all she cares about. She does it in her own way, but that's, that's the true loyalty she has yeah. as family. I mean, except I, for Tyrion. She hates I, Tyrion. Yeah, exactly. Like you have true loyalty for family, except your brother. Come on, man. No, no, you can't. You can't use that family excuse if she's willing to kill her brother. She's you know real loyal to Jamie. <laughs> real loyal, Jamie. Her twin brother. Real loyal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And right, as much let's... as she doesn't like her dad, she is loyal to her father. Um. Uh, yeah. Oh. Oh. Uh, yeah. And then uh, speaking of the father, Tyrion ends up killing his ass because he's. Fucking his wife is the girl he ever loved, and all this. <sighs> oh, that was that was epic. That's the way it ended. Tyrion Lannister, yeah, yeah. ends up killing his dad. Yeah, now season four. Good, good uh, dude. Yeah. Good. Yeah, agreed. Fuck time. All right, let's move on from season four because uh, Thomas, we got plenty. Thomas, we got plenty of time. Thomas about. needs to come back into this with us. <laughs> what? What happened? I'm like, I don't need to watch it anymore. I I want to do a quick recap, bro. I wanted to do a quick recap. Sorry, guys. It's (laughs) such. I mean, that season is fantastic. Um, A quick recap for me. I know you guys haven't seen this show. It is an anime. Attack on Titan. I finally finished part three. The final or part two. The final piece of the last season is coming out this year. Uh, Apparently, it's been the most popular anime for the past ten years. So I'm, I'm excited to see the epic ending on this. 
lot of storylines at play um, and a lot at stake. So shout out to those Attack on Titan fans out there. I'm there with you. So that's okay, no, really no, good. Yeah, no more seasons after this? No more after oh, this. Wow. Thomas, it is fucking, it's cool. It's it's crazy. It's one of the craziest shows I've ever seen, but it is oh. it is very cool. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's after this, it's over. Apparently, the end of an era is what people are almost referring it to. So I'm like, oh shit, okay. It's that kind of show. It's I get I'm to binge it. it all at once. Yeah, you're, I'm not gonna wait. <laughs> I'm just gonna <laughs> wait till it's all out so I can see it yeah. together. Makes sense. Makes sense. But all right, guys, let's get into the theater. I think the lights are getting low. Let's get into mm-hmm. that feature presentation. Y'all got your popcorn, your soda. I got my cherry right, coke. Baby. All right, all right. I'm okay, a, I'm a Mr. Pip guy. Uh, that's a good. Pib. That's a good number two for me. No, not hating. I'm just saying, nothing beats cherry coke for me. Um, okay, let's get into our honorable mentions of 2022. Uh, let's. There, there were so many movies that came out this past year that I, I. I couldn't just do a top 10. I had to throw in a few more just to be like, hey, got to give you a shout out. Um, starting with X, man. I thought X oh, was yes. such an interesting horror story, man. It was so, totally I still haven't easy. seen. Yeah, I still haven't seen Pearl. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you got to see Pearl, man. I but... know. It looks like it'll probably be better than the than the first part. But yeah, I, I really liked X. I thought it was... It was inspired, and it it did not give a fuck what anybody thought of it. Like that director was just like, "I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do, oh, and yep. it's gonna be fantastic." And I was like, "Damn, this is a good movie. It works. It worked." Yeah, and that was the like one with the... Kid Cudi, right? Yeah, dude, I didn't yeah. know that was Kid Cudi. I didn't even know. <laughs> yeah, man, that was a banger for sure. And Pearl is the second part that you guys got to watch. Um, it's like a totally different movie than X. It's like an origin story of one of the characters of X. Oh wow! But, really? So they're yeah. intertwined. Yes, and there's oh, actually okay. the third part, uh, Maxine, of said character that's coming out this year. So this dude made a whole trilogy, like A24's first trilogy, and they they just like let him do it. But um, yeah, X was dope, Luigi. Good call. Yeah, man, loved that. And Pearl, I cannot wait to see because again, I think it might it might be better. It looks like it could be better than the first. I liked one, it. So. I liked it better than X, but it's just yeah, it's your your preference. It just looks like it'll have a little more substance, whereas X was very much shock and awe, but it did it. It it <laughs> yeah. it, it delivered. You know what I mean? Yeah. Without um, spoiling it, yeah, it definitely. Did. Yeah. <laughs> but um, okay. Uh, Jason, what about you? Any honorable mentions for you? We're just going to go through a few of these. Ooh, a few honorable mentions. I'm going to go with Hustle. I'm going to have to go with Hustle. I should have seen that movie. I should have watched that movie. With uh, Adam Sandler. And honestly, man, it's just because NBA is my favorite sport, you know? So, uh, and a really great acting performance by Adam Sandler, honestly. Available on Netflix, guys. Uh, Just very... Yeah, very fun, easy watch, honestly. Yeah, if you're a basketball fan, a fan of Adam Sandler, like he definitely nailed it. It was cool. It was a lot of NBA cameos, good little story. Like Jason said, it was just an easy watch, like very entertaining. It was cool, man. I was surprised. I didn't like that just dropped and it was 
it was cool, you know, like one of those things you don't expect and it just came out suddenly and Yeah, dude, it was, it was weird. Uh also just it was just um what I liked about it was you kinda get get to see like a little bit, maybe not completely like it, but just a little bit inside of how the NBA works, you know? Uh of of people that are trying to make the NBA draft. So it's uh, not players that are like cons- like all right, this guy's for sure is gonna make it, but like people that like are on the bubble, like what they have to do and to make it into the NBA. It's it's pretty insane and the way everything works. Even the people that work for the NBA also, uh, how they have to constantly move and travel just to find potential players that may may or may not work out for your team. And if they don't, and you're the one that recommends them, that that's your job on the line. So it's it's, it's crazy. That's intense, man. Okay, you got me. You got me. I definitely need to check it out. Um, what did you guys think of? I don't know if you saw it, but what did you guys think of Pinocchio, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio? I didn't see that one, dude. I saw yeah, the other. Right. I saw the other one that wasn't that good. <laughs> Which one? Oh. I haven't to yet. Yeah, man, <laughs> it is such an original take on Pinocchio. Like the story. He really takes the story. It, it does not follow the original fairy tale, whatever it may be, at all. And it doesn't follow, it definitely doesn't follow anything close to the Disney movie. So it's interesting. It's interesting to see where he takes it. And it's, it, it is its own thing completely. And it's, a, it's also a lot about like accepting, accepting loss, accepting deaths, like grief, I guess. Like understanding that it's going to happen, it's it's weird, man. It's, it's it almost doesn't feel like a kids movie, but it is, and it works. Like my kids sat through the whole thing. It's I think the design for Pinocchio itself was just fantastic too. Uh, very different from the Disney version. Almost like it's really fantastical, man. Uh, I highly recommend. Highly recommend that. One. I've, I've I've heard it's really good. It like it's gotten nothing but pretty rave reviews and yeah like you said it's like a totally different take on it probably a little bit darker probably yeah. a little bit yeah i definitely gotta get to it man because um el toro doesn't miss so it, it's on the list for sure and weirdly enough right if you guys think about it pinocchio even the original is kind of a dark fucking story like these kids get kidnapped yep. taken to an island <laughs> and they get turned into fucking workhorses literally i mean yeah dude (laughs) but you're like holy shit if you're a bad fucking person oh my god this is what happens to you you know that good old 1940s 50s brainwashing so that they could keep kids from being total assholes uh (laughs) this one takes it's a it's a totally different take but it's still it's it's dark it's it's a heavy film it's a heavy film uh let me see Jason, what else you got for us in your honorable mentions, man? I'm gonna have to go with uh, Sea Beast. <sighs> that was good. Another one on Netflix. Uh, yeah, animated yeah. animated film, Thomas. If you haven't seen okay. it, have not. Uh, it's like uh, How to Train Your Dragon, but like ocean. That's the best <laughs> way I can put it. Yeah, okay. I know you've seen How to Train Your Dragon, right? Yes, I think I've yeah. seen that with you, like back in the premiere days, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, oh, oh! We did. We saw the midnight shine. We were, uh... <laughs> <laughs> we're uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, dude. It's honestly, it's just like How to Train Your Dragon, but like in the ocean. Uh, these creatures are misunderstood, and that's pretty much the whole story. Like it, 
literally all I have to say is how to train your dragon, but in the ocean with sea creatures. And it's so yeah. fucking accurate. That is exactly what it is. <laughs> it's exactly, exactly what, it is. what it is. But it's still awesome. Hey, man, it's a proven formula, so fuck it. Yeah, yeah. I, I was well, not mad. <laughs> I'll tell you that. And it's got its funny moments, too. It's, it's, got, it's got its things. It's got its things. Um, so another one for me was uh, RRR. It's a, I think it's an Indian film. It's three hours, but it is like an epic action story that I highly like it's a lot of fun to watch. You just have to have like a pretty high suspension of disbelief because obviously like, listen, I watch superhero movies. I understand what you may be thinking when I say that, but with those movies, I already know to suspend my disbelief when I go into movies sometimes. And I don't know that I need to do that. Like with a perfect example would be fast and furious. You really have to have a pretty high suspension of disbelief in that movie because ridiculous things happen this is one of those movies but it's still that entertaining like it it is a fun movie to watch it's a lot of fun yeah that's on my list luigi i've heard it's just uh an assault on the senses and a lot of like it's a foreign film so obviously different than like the american like take on action movies so i definitely need to get to that i know that was like considered a cult classic almost from last year yeah, it, it is. <laughs> it's so much fun. Like I can't even lie. I, I want, had to watch it in parts. Give a it give us a long. little give us a little uh, overview. What's it about? What's what's going on? Okay, so this is during the time in which India is uh, under British control. They are treated as second class citizens. Uh, this they go visit this village. These uh, British higher ups in the military and one of them's wife and this girl is singing to them they're trying to like you know win over the british so that they don't they pretty much don't get subjugated worse right and they pretty much ask to buy the girl but it gets lost in translation and so the mom says thank you but it wasn't meant to be a purchase uh and so she they throw her some coins and then they start taking her daughter and she's like wait what no 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 right so they try to take her and so the whole story is this, this tribe, this like group of people that they took her from uh, are all very passive, except they always raise one man in their whole tribe to be like the, the one that takes care of the whole tribe. So he's going out to find her. Then this other story is playing at the same time of a man in the military who's a badass. Like <laughs> when I say badass, it opens with him in the middle of nowhere with a group of, a small group of British soldiers surrounded by like thousands of Indian citizens, like trying to, trying to break down those fences. And one of the British officers is like, arrest that man. Cause they threw a rock and it actually hit him. The dude goes into the crowd and fights like literally a hundred people to get to that guy <laughs> and bring okay. him back. Like he fought a hundred people, he fought a hundred people, but you're watching and you're like, this is pretty cool though. I'm going to keep watching him. Fight a hundred people. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm all for it. <laughs> so it's it's like that, right? So the whole thing is that their stories are going to collide, and then there's okay. going to be a twist, and then there's going to be another fucking twist. It's that kind of story, right? Like it just keeps finding ways to to take you in a different direction uh, towards towards the end goal of the movie. Nice man, nice. I definitely need to get to that one. 
Yeah, Thomas, what do you got for us? What you've been what you've been watching? <laughs> All right. Um, I'm gonna go with one that I think both of you guys haven't seen, so we don't collide. Because I was gonna mention Pearl, but um, we already kind of talked about that. I do suggest yeah, yeah. though a uh, sequel to X, which Luigi mentioned. Um, reason you gotta watch that man is Mia Goth. Um, she's like the star of it. She was in X two. Uh, her her performance, man. Her acting performance was probably the best I saw last year. Like she goes full full on psycho mode, but like in a good way. Like I know Jason, especially being like a theater kid, <laughs> you'll appre- you'll appreciate it, man, because she just like it's uh it's like a simple story, I guess. It's the origin story of her character, but like I said, just just her performance alone is is worth checking out if you guys want to see I hear that's of- why Ty West wanted to do it because he was so impressed with her. Yeah, oh, no, that, that makes sense, like, because not to hype her up enough, but, yeah, there's just, like, facial, like, she does a six-minute monologue that's just, like, fucking insane, like, you, you really want to have someone, like, pulls that off, and then she does, like, this whole facial thing during the credits where she's just, like, literally changing her expression on her face, but it's just, you, you gotta see it, because words don't really do it justice, but... It's some crazy acting, man. If you want to talk about method acting, getting into a character, uh, that was probably like the best thing I saw last year. So you, de- uh, you guys definitely got to check Pearl. Um, but the one I was going to mention is the Banshees of Inishirin. Yes, I was hoping you'd talk about that. Man. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, this one is with Colin Farrell um, and Brendan Gleeson. He's a pretty well-known actor, like been in a lot of stuff. Obviously, you guys know who Colin Farrell is. Um, and this takes place in like a small Irish town. And basically, man, it's a story of two best friends um, and what different stages like a friendship goes through. Um, it's kind of hard to explain without spoiling it because I don't want to spoil it for you guys. You got to watch it. But um, Appreciate again, it. <laughs> yeah, again, just one of those movies where like super stellar acting. Um, I know. Colin Farrell's probably going to be up for, for Best Actor for the Oscars for this one. This one's going to be up for Best Picture for sure. Uh, it's one of those film movies that like the the people that are all highbrow bougie about movies like like this type of stuff. But it is um, it was worth watching for sure. Um, it's funny. It's sad. Um, again, without giving out the ending, I'll just say that it's the story of what happens when like friends don't want to be friends anymore and like an adult situation where yeah like someone just stops fucking with you and you don't know why and like it just goes through Colin Farrell like trying to figure that out Damn. and yeah it looks, yeah, pretty, it, it looks funny dude yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see that shit it, it's the story of when you're like sick of someone and like you don't know how to fucking tell them or end a friendship when they didn't really do anything to you you know you just kind of outgrow people sometimes and yeah, it's just it's just a good take on that. Um, great acting. The story's funny. It's it sad. Had, it's uh, go it ahead. Had it, it had in Bruges vibes. Am I wrong? I mean, they're I both seen in that, that movie. Oh, oh, I haven't seen either. I know, man. But I've heard I've heard it's really good. But um, I would imagine so. It's definitely got a, a like its own Thomas, tone to the, it. Who are you, Thomas? <laughs> I know, bro. My, my uh, <laughs> I, I haven't seen tour. either, bro. Yeah, but Thomas watches a lot of movies. He oh, watches more man. movies than we do. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I try, try man. I try. <laughs> but yeah, definitely one that you guys uh, gotta check out because, like I said, it'll get uh, a lot of best picture consideration. 
Um, you definitely got to be in the mood for it. It's not. It's the total opposite of like an RRR. This is like a very uh, calm, chill. Like you got to be, you know, maybe like a Sunday afternoon type of movie. Oh, okay. But, okay. But yeah, highly enjoyable, and um, that that was one that barely didn't make my top list, but it it was high up there for sure. Okay. Hey, and I wanted to give a shout out to Brendan Gleeson because he's also an in Bruges. Came out of Braveheart, the Harry Potter movies. He was in yep. Kings of New York. He was in Troy. Oh, he's um, damn. He's been in a lot of shit. That's crazy. Dude, he was damn, in Padding, yep. He's in Paddington too. But um, I mean, that's a good movie. <laughs> hey, so, hey, shout hey, out Katya. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. I it love is Paddington. Great. It is. Damn it. <laughs> ah, anyway, all right. So. Thomas, and yeah, that's on HBO Max right now. Just to mention yeah. to y'all, I forgot to say, so oh, you guys can yeah. go check it out there. Thomas had a um, just just to remind you guys, Banshees of Venice Sharon. Now, Jason, I know you had mentioned that you wanted to talk a Marvel movie. Yes, um, I, I just wanted to make sure it wasn't in anyone's top 10. Uh, it's not, it's not, it's not, yeah, it's no one on top 10. <laughs> so I just wanted to make sure that's why I went, that's why I was like, uh, hustle. Um, <laughs> just, so yeah, you saw the hesitation on that one. So that, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. reason for it. I just wanted to make sure no one else had in their top 10, but yeah, it's uh doctor strange, the multiverse of madness, man. Uh, love the movie. Uh, I just liked other movies more than this one. And also because I just like doctor strange one, the first one so much more. Um, yeah, I still had fun in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, though. Like, I oh, don't know no, why yeah. there's so much hate for that movie. I'm like, it no, was fun. It was a good no, movie. No hate. No hate. I just loved the first one so much more. And the way the way it brought yeah. forward to this film was awesome, dude. Like that that like the one scene where the, the Blair uh the Blair Witch, <laughs> the Scarlet Witch. The <laughs> when Scarlet she's chasing Witch them. Like, well, yeah, dude. It's just yeah, it is you know, actually it's, just your, it's just your classic horror and then just uh, a lot of uh uh fan um Fan service. Fan, a lot of fan service with uh, John K- Krasinski. Am I saying mm-hmm. that right? Is yes. That his name? Yeah. Yes. A- as a you know, a Mr. Fantastic, and then Patrick bringing Stewart. back Patrick Stewart as you know, it was just Professor X. Yeah. Professor X. It, it was it was just all great, but like it was just again a lot of CGI and just like that whole like the story. Like where is it really going? Like the main villain really being the Scarlet Witch because really like. Just because she wants her of the story, man. Just because she wants her sons back, you know, like it's just kind of that story. Like all this is happening because of that. It's just kind of like mm. I'm not saying I hate it, but it, it, I get it. Like it, 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 it brings more of her character and like and her growth and like how she's hurting and stuff like that. But one, go ahead. Um, but I know, like in the comics, right? Like she destroys like a lot of the universes, and she's so very powerful. And because of that, so I get you got to bring it into the film. But I feel like right now, with the uh, phase four, is it phase four? That I feel like they're kind of rushing it, and I just need a little bit more. I just need them to slow down, just slow down a little bit. Well, we'll see. Phase five starts with Quantum Mania. But yeah. I was gonna say, uh, the the one thing that does bother me about her story, because I I still enjoyed seeing her go through the process. But I was mm-hmm. like, wasn't that the whole point of WandaVision? Yes. Yeah, like, exactly. Uh, so, yeah. Well said, my friend. Like, I felt like we got it in the show. Like, why do we need more of it in the movie? Like, did she not have any growth within the show then? It's like, yeah, well, that's what makes you question. For no reason. You know? It, kind of, it takes away from the show a little bit. And yeah, it, it takes does. away from the movie. Because you're like, it's it's redundant. Yep. Um, yep. I think they could have, if they wanted to keep the story going in certain ways, I would have appreciated 
them showing a little more of her like not accepting the kid's death in the show because it just feels like she just regresses you know i, I don't know yeah but I, it's I still agree. a fun movie still a fun movie great movie yeah that's like my only knock on it that's why it's not in my top 10 so thomas you saw you saw men how was it yeah, we were interested bro. in seeing what it was you you read my mind that's fucking crazy no joke i was like i hope i get to mention men um <laughs> but i did man uh that was um one of the movies i wanted to talk about from last year um really good i don't know if you'd even call it i guess you would call it a horror film um by alex garland you guys may know him from annihilation from what dread he pretty much directed he made he made dread he made dabs a really good tv series so he's always doing like some weird type of movie but this one was really good uh a24 movie as well um pretty much man tells what the title implies like the story revolves around uh Lots of different types of men, but it follows the main character. Um, she suffers a loss. I don't want to like spoil anything, but well, it's she... in the previews. Her husband, falls okay, off yeah, the you're roof. right. I don't know if he commits yeah. suicide or not, but yeah, so basically, her husband uh just committed suicide and it was very like traumatic. So she decides to go to the I don't want to say like the woods, but I guess like some type of retreat out uh in the countryside. And yeah, from there, like it just things start to kind of unravel. She meets, like the title implies, a uh, different men that are trying to like help her, that are being weird to her, um, and yeah, just a lot of things ensue from there. But it, it's really well put together. Weird as hell. I'm not gonna <laughs> deny that. Uh, the ending well, is the ending's like fucked up. Yeah, very like disturbing, just weird fucking movie. But. Uh, if I feel like this is a movie that's good to obviously watch with uh, a woman and a female because it really does give the good perspective of like how men, you know, are creeps or are sometimes like overbearing, whatever you want to yeah. call it. So and the weird, the weird shit that men do that we don't see. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say. Like, I think uh, what they were trying to take from this film was that it can be anyone, any man, and it was just kind of trying to just show us like as men that yeah it can be anyone like they seem normal but you don't really know how someone can be when like it's just them and a woman by themselves and how creepy they can really be and just the the horrors of like how women can feel when they're walking by themselves and why they keep their guard up around just any kind of person exactly it's and it's just showing you can be anyone right yeah no it's that exact like theme amplified and put it like into a horror movie so uh it resonates a lot with you know whether you're a man yourself or a woman but uh really good obviously scary as fuck like there's it's an a24 movie so you know they they get a little weird but um you get weird I, with the twist i love it with love the it. twist <laughs> I'm, yeah, still, man, just... I'm still upset with the end of lighthouse like i just didn't get it man it <laughs> Go on though, go on. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I feel you on that one. Lighthouse, it was a good movie, but maybe like too abstract. I don't know. It was just like all over the place. Just felt like they didn't stick the landing as much as I would have hoped. The rest of the yeah. movie, wow. Especially the acting. But yes, we're not talking about that. Go on. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, I don't know how you'll feel about the ending of this one. It is more like solid ending, but like I said, probably the weirdest thing that I saw last year. 
Well, but, it looks like it's all the same guy, right? Like yeah. he's playing different roles. So he's finding so, a way to duplicate himself, which is going to be its own weird thing, I assume. Yeah, no, it's, trust me, this is one of those movies where, at least me personally, I always liked, like going online and seeing like people's theories and like people try to, that was this, this, or like what really happened? What did it mean? So, uh, so it's I open to interpretation. It's open to interpretation. It has nice. like its obvious theme, but even the ending itself, like again, I don't want to spoil it, but the ending, you're like, what the fuck did that mean? Like, <laughs> obviously, it meant something like visceral and on the surface, but yeah, highly recommend it. Um, maybe not a date movie, but something that, uh, you guys having your long time significant others, I would suggest you watch it with them and see what you guys think. Oh, I want to see it with Gabby now. I'm sure she'll be down to watch that. Yes. Yeah. Speaking I don't, I don't of, know if I can. <laughs> speaking of horror date stuff, uh, VHS 99, Thomas. Oh yes. Um, while we're while we're on the horror lane, I'll just say quickly on this one. Uh, if you guys are familiar with VHS, one of my favorite horror series. Um, basically, this is the fifth installment. Um, and if you know VHS is just like an anthology movie where uh, they pretty much give the directors like little 15 minute to 20 minute movies uh, within the movie so it's like a collection of tales and like always um, very violent very scary I feel like this is one of the only things not to sound like a movie snob but hey I am a movie snob (laughs) Um, I feel like this is one of the only things that's like truly still scary like yeah, That's, I feel like horror is not horrors. Horror. Yeah. yeah, there's not a lot of like good horror left, and um, VHS always seems to deliver. And yeah, well worth checking out if you guys are into that. Um, again, just a good collection of, and it's a good range too. There's like ghost stories, alien stories, like murder mystery stories, uh, just like pure psycho, like things you would never think of type of stories. So. A little bit of this, a little bit of that for for the horror fans out there. Thomas, real quick, real quick, Thomas. Best best short story from VHS 99. Give us a quick synopsis. Oh, man. Okay, hold on. Let me... (laughs) I'm going to pull them up because it's hard to choose. So I want to take a look at them. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I'm going to come back to you, Thomas. Okay. All right. I'll do the best one for sure. Oh, I, I will but, say yeah, this. Yeah, y'all go uh, ahead. Yeah, I saw. The, so I saw. I've seen the first VHS series. I know there's a couple more that Thomas. I know Thomas. We talked about in our horror Halloween episodes and stuff. Um, so yeah, I'm very interested because I really did like the first uh, portion of this series. So I'm I'm kind of excited to see. I mean, every time Thomas talks about it, I'm just like, I need to see this. So, Luigi, um, have you seen any of them? No, I haven't yet. I still have not seen them yet. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, we'll keep it horror while uh, Thomas is looking up his favorite uh, little series on that on uh, ninety nine. Um, Black Phone for me, man. Uh, I really enjoyed that one. Um, haunting was... story, haunting yeah, fucking story. Because say... you feel like it could happen. You feel like, well, minus the supernatural stuff, right? But yeah, yeah. minus the super supernatural stuff. But like, just the the that story of like the your kids can just get taken from anyone and like a, a matter of seconds right and you could tell he really enjoyed killing kids like man he looked he's yeah Ethan he felt Hawk, like a serial killer i was like oh you're disgusting oh yeah shit. Dude, ethan Hawk did an amazing job and uh even even the little boy and just uh well, i mean the, the sister and the little boy um 
did a phenomenal job. Um, I, I, I like the whole storyline and uh, how they both have like that supernatural, like, you know, both the sister, uh, spoiler to, Spoiler alert! Both the sister and the and the brother have supernatural powers. I, the way it ties in, but like you can't really tell. Like the whole black phone thing is just, um, it's just it's just a good it's just a good film. Uh, I wouldn't say it's scary. It's more of a thriller for me. I would say, yeah. Um, yeah but it has just the horror way, elements, but it's not really horror horror. elements. There you go. There was I think one jump scare that kind of got me. Other than that, I think it's a pretty easy watch. <laughs> And you get everything you want out of it. What about you, Thomas? Back to you. Best short okay. story. Yeah, I was just like looking over it. Uh, it definitely had to be the last one called To Hell and Back. Um, basically, this is, I guess, kind of the title one because it is VHS 99. And um, it's about like these two best friends. They're videographers. And basically, it's New Year's 1999. And um, they get hired to like go film someone's party, I guess you could say. Um, you know, because Y2K was like right madness. You gotta capture um, everything. Yeah, so they get hired by these people and end up heading out there. And um again, I don't want to spoil it, but the people aren't who they appear to be. And these dudes, um, yeah, they find themselves in a totally different scenario than what you would imagine. I'll just go ahead and say it, they pretty much go to hell. Um, they're yeah, they're a very difficult predicament. Yeah, they you know typical uh, story of unsuspecting people getting hired to do something or you know getting invited to something and uh, yeah, it turns out it's actually like a, a pretty big ritual that they're involved in and not what Jesus, not what they were um initially Expecting. thinking and yeah, it's it's fucking crazy honestly like the depiction of. Uh, just how things slowly and quickly unfold and uh yeah the duo they end up dealing with some demons so i'll leave it at that but uh it's cool man they they pretty much track a trek throughout uh the depths that reminds me of the very first one the first clip of the first movie uh where they they go to a bar and they run into a girl who's kind of weird but like she's down yeah right and it turns out she's not what she seems like that one, yeah, that, I still think that's like the the OG of a lot of VHS mini movies. That one's it's just creepy, man. It's like that girl, very creepy. Yep, she sticks in your head. If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. You know what Jay's talking about. But yeah, you guys uh definitely check that one out if you're into horror. There's a lot of uh, th- that's just one of the five. There's five in there, but that would definitely be my favorite. Nice. Okay. Okay. Um, let's get into our top tens, guys. Those a lot of honorable mentions. I think. Let's get into the meat, the real stuff. Guys, we're going into our top tens. Uh, we're going to try to do these somewhat in order. But if someone already mentions one, we're just going to say what it was on our list as we get through. Perfect. We're only going to talk about it once. I'll start it off. I think it was a really fun way to end the year. And it was just, it was, it was a great watch, great cast, ensemble. We talked about this last week, Jason. Glass Onion. That's my number 10. What do you guys think of Glass Onion? Tell me there's some love here. A Knives Out story. Uh, yeah, man. I, uh, Kate Hudson was my favorite character, as I mentioned in the last uh, uh, our last uh, podcast. Um, great cast. I, I feel like they all did a, an amazing job, but it just didn't quite hit as the first Knives Out. That's Agreed. my only take on it. Yeah. 
It was close. Agreed, though. Man. I'll, I'll say it was close for me. But yes, it, it wasn't as good. Um, what about you, Jason? What was your what was your number ten? Uh, so for not my number ten, I'm gonna go with uh, Turning Red, dude. Uh, Disney animated, right? Is Disney? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, just about a girl going through. Uh, obviously, the uh, <clears throat> what's it called? What's what's the word I'm trying to? A meta a metaphor to a girl uh, becoming into womanhood, right? Getting her period. Going through puberty, getting going through puberty. Yeah. Yep, all that stuff. Uh, dude, it was the way they portrayed it. The animation is great. I I laughed a lot. Um, yeah, just one of my favorite Pixar movies because I feel like right now Pixar and like the Disney animation films are not not as great at the moment, unfortunately. But having a down year, they had a down year. Yeah, yeah, they had it down here, but um, well, this was great. I was not expecting this. I don't even, I didn't see too much marketing on this film, and uh, that's why I was really very impressed. That's why I had to throw it in there because I was very impressed by this. I was like, oh, uh, I think I watched it because of you. I didn't even know about this movie, and, and you watched it with your daughter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, she oh, loved it, dude. Oh my god. Yeah, just the red panda and like just how like girls like fall for like a. Uh, uh, the boy band, right? Which reminded me of like how girls were like super into NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. Like, you remember just... when NSYNC came to town, and then the next day, a bunch of girls were absent from school. <laughs> yeah. I remember that, Luigi. I was there, bro. I was at that NSYNC concert. <laughs> you were? <laughs> yes. Daddy. No way. Uh, oh shit! Did you go too, Jason? Uh, dude, they were all missing from school because they were all dehydrated. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I didn't go. I was more of a Backstreet Boy guy, and I was like, and eh, see, whatever, not. Yeah, so. Same, same, same. I was a Backstreet Boys guy. Um, oh, it's it you was guys a fun the show. I know, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but it it was a fun movie, man. I thought it was really imaginative, and it's a good. Uh, it's a good mother daughter story too. So it was really good for my, my uh, wife and her daughter. And, and that was your really nine, funny, right? That's my number nine. Yeah. Nice. It's really funny, man. It's really funny. It was of hilarious. course that, that red panda is cute as shit. So everybody wants that. Yeah. That red, red panda was dope. <laughs> All right. So what's your number 10 Thomas? All right, man. Uh, my number 10 is what I'm sure will fall higher on your guys' list, but um, I'm going to go with the Batman. Um, so everyone not... knows everyone knows what that is, what that was. Um, what? what? I'm sorry. What? The, is he a bat and a man? It's the story of how coronavirus started, actually. Um, I knew oh, it. I knew it. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's, it's not what you thought it was. <laughs> it was the Batman. <laughs> it was a very depressing four-hour documentary (laughs) (laughs) but now man um i'll let you guys expand i'll I'll let you guys expand a little bit more on it but um yeah yeah, just dope movie um for me for a superhero movie to crack my top 10 you guys know how i feel about that so this was i was impressed yeah if uh yeah it was just Obviously, if it's a superhero movie that can make me feel like I'm not watching a superhero movie, that's usually the recipe. And um, yeah, this one was just dope. Obviously, a very different take on Batman that we were used to from the previous trilogy, which was a masterpiece in itself. But it, um, it felt like Seven, the movie Seven. Uh, it did, man. That's a why horror I liked it so detective much. movie. Yeah, yeah. It was just like a gritty, old school like how Batman, I guess, should feel. Um, yes. Depending on who you ask. But 
Yeah, at first I was like kind of hesitant on it. Like, oh, I don't know if Robert Pattinson is the Batman. I don't know, like, you know, what they're doing here. I feel like you can't top the the Christopher Nolan trilogy. But um, that being said, it was dope, man. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I like the dark, gritty feel of it. Um, and, and they killed it, obviously. So I'll let you guys expand because I know you guys probably could give a little more detailed review, but that was my number 10. No, man, so, well said. Uh, it was number two for me. Uh, for Luigi, not on his top 10, actually. It's not on wow. his top 10, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a good movie, though. It is a good movie. It almost made it. It almost made it, yeah. Jay, why was it your number, t- why was it your number two, man? Uh, just because growing up as a kid, dude, uh, Batman, clearly my favorite superhero of all time. Nothing beats Nolan films, like you said, but I really love Robert Pattinson as an actor and everything he's done outside of... Um, uh twilight, twilight is amazing dude like his uh i i really do think he he this is yeah, the type he, of batman that i that you kind of want to see in that what you read in the comics of the, that dark gritty uh detective him being a detective although he was a really good detective uh if you really uh kind of break down the movie um but <laughs> that that's kind of what you want and um um uh the person that played the riddler um Dano, Paul Dano, right? Is that Paul his name? Dano, yeah. 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 Amazing job. And like a, a lot of yeah, the, the good actor. Yeah. A lot of the villains that he deals with are pretty much all psychotic. And I think he really um, plays that character yeah. well. Uh, yeah. So I, I loved everything about it. Even uh, uh, um, uh, the penguin, dude. Uh, how he's supposed to be that mafia boss. And, Colin Farrell. Yeah. Colin Farrell. Farrell. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Dude. Unrecognizable. Unrecognizable, bro. And just like it just seemed more realistic. And that's kind of what you want to see in the Batman. And I think that's why everyone, including myself, that's why I think I love Batman the most is cause, because he doesn't have those superpowers. And it kind of just goes back to film where it's there was barely any CGI. I don't think there was any, dude. It was just, yeah. it looked real. Right. That's, that's one thing that uh, you kind of want to see, like the action packed movies where you see explosions and stuff like that. It just looks legit and doesn't you don't see all that yeah. fake CGI. I feel stuff. like you're watching just like a video game the whole time. It actually exactly exactly all his gadgets even in this movie they looked like they were based in some reality. You know what yep. I mean? It wasn't yeah. just like impossible gadgets. It was things that could at some point be be used in the way that they're used in the film. Yeah, and you just see how corrupt a city can be and how what can happen to a man and you know just himself and like how how broken he is and i think he depicted it really well so yeah, yeah. I, I loved him and i, I want a sequel uh i'm excited terrible haircut though I'm, I'm, i stick by that he looks so no. stupid with that haircut dog. yeah he's at that very uh emo <laughs> yeah he got that emo look it doesn't no work for him it doesn't work for way. him you know never <laughs> you know so <laughs> Emo Batman. <laughs> Emo maybe that, Batman. Maybe yeah. that's why I resonated with it. My like 2008, my chemical Emo face. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> resonated yeah. with it. Hey man, <laughs> that was a good time. It was a good time. Good <laughs> but yeah, that was my number ten. Oh yeah. All right. So my number nine was turning red once again. Um, Canadian Chinese Canadian girl going through going into womanhood which is represented by the panda we talked about that uh jason what's your number nine uh i know thomas i know you hate this movie but i enjoyed it for what it was and i'm gonna go with bullet train my friend uh with uh brad pitt and just a stat cast with uh, everyone uh yeah the my only take what it was 
there was although it was a stat cast, they I feel like they didn't have enough show time, right? Yeah. Was, yeah, there were yeah. there enough. were characters that did not get enough uh Yeah, yeah. you're right. Airtime? <laughs> yeah, airtime. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um my favorite characters though by far were Tangerine and Lemon. Uh for yes, sure. they stole that film. Yeah, I feel like they stole that. Uh Brad Pitt, I think he did a, a, a pretty decent job. Uh, I just like the action, and it was just I, I went to take my uh, my family, uh, my dad, and my dad. I grown up as a kid watching. It, it just takes me back to watching action films with my dad, and he enjoyed it. Um, so it just kind of I, I really enjoyed it. It was just one of those. I feel like a, a a classic like '80s '90s film that I used to watch with my pops, where like you don't really need a story, although it did give you a story, but it gives you some comedy and some action, and just just the recipe for what you need in a film. No, I miss I miss watching those action movies with my mom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I think that's why I liked it so much. I had to put it in my top ten because I really enjoyed it. All right, Thomas, what was your number nine, man? My number nine was a film called Terrifier Two. Um, I heard back, that movie was dope. <laughs> back to the horror genre. People throwing um, up in theaters with that movie. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People like they had to call an ambulance to certain theaters because. Is it that like gory? Passing out, Bro, apparently. is it that gory? Let me tell you, Jason. <laughs> this is honestly, like, I can say hands down, probably the most fucked up movie I've ever seen, like, in that regard, as wow. far as gore. Uh, let me let me preface it a little bit. Uh, Terrifier 1, if you guys aren't familiar, uh, was a, I want to say 2018, kind yeah. of like an indie horror movie uh, about Art the Clown. Yep. So... It is uh, terrifying looking clown, by the way. Jesus, definitely terrifying. Yeah, go ahead and Google that right now if you guys are listening and want to see what I'm talking about. Uh, but yeah, Terrifier One was like an indie horror film, uh, obviously, really very popular, yeah, very very... popular. Um, very again, just scary, creepy as hell. And um, yeah, he pretty much got this one uh, crowdsourced, crowdfunded because the first one did so well. a lot bigger budget and yeah this director is probably a little disturbed i'll give him that but <laughs> terrifier 2 like goes to 11 as far as uh gore uh upping the ante and just what art the clown is up to um i won't give away too much of the story but if you guys like slashers if you like um something that's really just off the wall um this is your film right here it was really good um the most graphic grisly disgusting scenes so i don't know if you guys are into that type of stuff but i feel like that's what i'm here for to uh (laughs) offer some variety but yeah even if you're not a horror film but can like stomach something a little bit crazy i would highly suggest it it's one of those movies where there's not other movies like it so it feels like one of those like you have to watch it yeah bro it's a visceral it's a visceral experience (laughs) like not not many movies will make you feel either like totally repulsed or totally like wow this is entertaining as hell but you'll get one of those two reactions so yo tom let me ask you this how is there a lot of jump scares of this i haven't seen the first terrifier so i don't know how so the thing about this man is like it's not really jump scares it's just like holy shit are they like going there type of scares like oh, okay okay fair enough all right and, cool. and it's it's like artfully done too i know that sounds ridiculous but like the way that this guy thinks of like okay everyone's seen millions of people getting killed in millions of movies but 
Um, yeah, you got to just like see how Art the Clown functions. He's obviously like a depraved psychopath clown killer. <laughs> but um, yeah, just what he does to people in this movie, it's pretty insane. But it's also a really good story. It's like following a high school girl um, going out for the first few times, doing like prom and that type of stuff. And yeah, things just go off the rails. But um, very good, very scary genuinely scary and creepy like i know a lot of people won't be able to like even watch this because <laughs> they're scared of clowns or sure enough just scared in general but yeah man horror fans horror horror buffs gotta watch terrifier too all right i mean i'm gonna give it a shot i feel like i may not be able to get through it <laughs> sounds like it might fuck me up we'll see watch the first one that one's like a little more tame compared to this one so if you can stomach the first one and enjoy it you'll you'll love the second one all right. My number eight is uh, Northman. So yes. Robert Eggers directed, uh, gosh, Alexander Skarsgård's in it, Anya Taylor-Joy. It's got Nicole Kidman, Ethan Hawke. I, I've talked about this one on the pod multiple times. It's a great, it's a great fucking movie. And it is artistically a beautiful film. It is yes, historically really. accurate. Highly recommend. Isn't Willem Dafoe in it too? Yes, he is yeah, in okay. it for a short time. Yeah. Jay, have you seen this? Yeah, well. yeah it was all right. I didn't fuck with it that way. Yeah, you I didn't felt, with you it that felt about it how I felt about Bullet Train. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, I, I'm yeah, kind no, of like, like, don't get me wrong. Like, every... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, d- yeah, I mean, everything that, that, uh, that Luigi said about it, I was like, yeah, no, that's, you're not wrong. I just didn't. <laughs> You know, I just didn't fuck with it. So I was just, yeah, it is what it is. But no, I'm not. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm more of a a Southwestern uh, person. I see. Well, I agree with you, Luigi. Uh, It was a solid movie. Barely, uh, it made my honorable mentions too, but. Nope. If it's got historical things, I'm just, I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker. What can I say? And it's a story of revenge. I'm done. I love stories of revenge. <laughs> right. Count of Monte Cristo, count me in. This is another yeah. one of those. Great movie. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, Jason, what's your number seven? My number seven. Seven. My number seven. Oh, dude, I love this film. I'm going to go with uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Chippendale. Chippendale. Uh, dude, just a, just a cl- classic. Um, paying homage to uh just a, a great 80s cartoon that came out um but it, it gave you kind of a who frame roger rabbit type of vibe uh you, they they treat these characters like um cartoon characters were actually real people and like how they were after the show ended and uh one of the characters uh ends up getting um surgery so he can look like the the newer type of anime versus the 2d animation that we're used to <laughs> yeah. uh and it's just your classic uh, detective show and they just make a lot they bring back a lot of um sh- you know characters that we know and love anywhere from south park to the simpsons uh just just a little bit of everything and they make fun of everything and just they just make fun of animation they know what they are they know what they were doing uh of just making fun of their own animation type of stuff um even um i know we're talking off pod but thomas they were they're making fun of the the cgi that you you so so much hate but uh <laughs> especially the cgi in the early 2000s right 
where it was just awful. Like, uh, for example, <laughs> Beowulf. Um, so they make fun of that. So they they're they're really well self aware about uh, what they were doing in this film, and it was awesome, dude. It was just so fun to watch. Uh, another film that I didn't know that that they didn't market well enough. Uh, it's, it's available on Disney Plus. Um, but uh, uh, just another easy watch, guys. Uh, it's not that long. I don't think it's more than two hours long. Um, so I, I think you would really enjoy it, Tom. Uh, you can no, watch, it with, watch it, man. Uh, yeah, you can I'm watch it with afraid. kids. You can watch it with anyone because they have adult jokes. They have kid jokes. Like it's just, uh, it's, it's hilarious, dude. And you know what, uh, Luigi, that little rap song, it, it's growing on me. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what he was rapping about. He was rapping about a whale or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah. That was the whole thing. He doesn't. Really and my name rap. is Dale, and uh, something about a whale. <laughs> And he just keeps saying it because he doesn't know what else to rap. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's hilarious. Fantastic. Uh, I mean, my my whole thing is I love how meta they are. You know, it's so much self awareness in the films, in the film, and it's a great satire of just that whole animation industry, and the characters. It's 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 a fun watch. Can't can't hate on that one, man. I'm glad you put it on your top. Uh, Thomas, your number eight is actually. My number four. Go ahead and tell us what your number eight is. Oh, nice. Okay, uh, my number eight is Barbarian, a little horror suspense movie that came out earlier this year. Um, but I'll I'll let you get into it, Luigi, since it's a little bit higher up on your list, and I'll just uh, hop in and, and see what you thought. But I I love this movie. So Barbarian. I mean, honestly, when the movie starts, you do not see it coming at all. No, I like the where it from where it starts. Where it ends, you're like, what the fuck? It's almost this like two wild. movies completely. Like, yeah, yeah, seriously. So it starts out with this girl who is, um, gosh, what is that app people use to stay at a house? Airbnb. Airbnb. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, my bad. <laughs> uh, she uses an Airbnb to stay at this place, and she keeps feeling like there's someone in the house, right? And that's how it starts. And you can clearly see at one point that the basement door uh, opens and closes on its own because of obviously someone. And that is where she ends up going down into the basement and she finds, she finds a hidden tunnel that goes deep underground and then the story cuts. And then it takes us to a new character who uses that same Airbnb and what they find down there is just it's 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 a crazy story it's a nightmare yeah yeah it's a fucking nightmare down there i don't know so... if i want to stay at airbnbs now bro <laughs> <laughs> yeah this it is like the worst up. case scenario of what could happen and yeah Dude, it actually it truly is it actually starts out um too where she um she's staying at this airbnb but it turns out someone else um What's his name? Skarsgård, the one that plays Bill Skarsgård. That's right. Bill yeah, Skarsgård. Yeah. Uh, he's actually slated to stay at the same Airbnb, so they have uh, trouble figuring that out. And then he seems very suspicious. So you're thinking, like, okay, this is, you know, this dude's kind of weird. Something might happen. And and again, without to spoil it, the movie just t- totally shifts tone uh, once they find out what's going on down there, and it just gets crazy from there. And the Airbnb itself is in a pretty rough area. The area itself is scary. So it puts you in a setting of feeling like you are unsafe. You know what I mean? It's it's got its own thing. I want to do a side note real quick, guys. Shout out to the Scars Guards. Am I right? Right. They had themselves a year, bro. 
They had themselves a fucking year. Like, holy shit. I mean, Alexander Skarsgård in Northman. Mm-hmm. Then we got Bill Skarsgård in, I mean, mind you, he's, you know, he's a minor role in Barbarian. And then Andor's got their dad, Stellan, right? Stellan Skarsgård? Stellan Skarsgård, yeah. yeah. That's like, wild. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Yeah, what a year. Yeah, good for them. High, high five to the Skarsgårds. Um, uh, yeah, man. Yeah. Hi, highly entertaining film. Um, if you got, it's not too, this is the opposite of Terrifier 2. It's, it's like light core <laughs> horror. It's, it's something that everyone can watch. Uh, everyone will be entertained by it. It's funny, too. Uh, Justin, yeah. just, Justin right. Long's character uh, you, <laughs> yeah. you find yourself like loving and hating the dude he's such a douche but uh, <laughs> he's essential to the storytelling and yeah there's this part where he finds out that he has all this extra space in his Airbnb and he's just like <laughs> he's just the so fucking tunnel, the tunnel. Yes. he's like measuring it out oh dude i laughed so hard at that just because i know people like that that wouldn't even care that there's like a torture tunnel in their airbnb they're just happy that they have more space to charge people <laughs> this dude is just like dude what's it's so funny that he started off like comedic and now like he's doing more like horror films you know what i mean yeah but he, he was great for this movie yeah yeah but yeah, man. So glad you liked that one, Luigi. Um, that was my number eight for the year. All right. So All right. I'm going to go to my number seven, which would be my number three. This is another horror film, but not really horror. I would call it an action film, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, but it's it, Thomas's number four as well. Yeah, this is. Yeah, I was going to say this is high up on my list too. Go ahead. Dang. Man. So we all like this one. Yeah. 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 You guys can take over on this one. Uh, I'm just going to say again, I love period pieces and it is set during colonization in North America. Uh, It's got a Cherokee uh, tribe. It's got the French and it has a primitive form of the predator. This movie is prey on Hulu. My God, what a pleasant surprise this movie was. The action yeah. in this film is fantastic. It's grounded enough for you to be like, all right, yeah, you can suspend reality with this alien all you want because everything else feels feels pretty pretty accurate at, the, at times. Yeah, it was like the perfect blend of the two, like the sci-fi and then like a period piece. It was uh, That's why I enjoyed it so much. It was dope. Yeah, you guys are definitely spot on. And Again, another film that I was like, oh, hey, this movie's coming out. It's available on Hulu. It's free. I'm like, okay, so is, is it not that good? Like, because I mean, we've seen Predator films. I love I love the Predator series, to be honest, all, all, the, all the movies. I'm not saying I love them, but I'm like, all right, this wasn't great, but I enjoyed it. You know what I mean? Oh, I um, one that I really loved was the very first one. And I think this one kind of, um, you know, it's it, it's up there, dude. It's it, it's it's one two for me. Does it match? Does it match match up to the first one? Yeah, I, I would say so. Uh, nice. For me personally, uh, I can't wait to see the first one. I, I hear that's really the only other one worth watching. Is that true? I I think they're all worth watching, personally. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, but again, I just like the Predator franchise. But are they great? Mm, probably not. But do I enjoy them? Hell yeah! I, again, it was just a more of a just call back to just watching films with my pops, dude. And Predator was one of them, dude. Arn- Arnold Schwarzenegger, dude. That's why he's the goat for me, bro. Uh, Shout out to Amber Mid Thunder, man. What a cool last name, Mid Thunder. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. 
That's a great last name. And then the guy that plays her brother, uh, he was a great oh, actor, man. I was dope. so invested in him. No, it's like, seriously. Don't die. <laughs> Both of these characters, man, you just like from the jump, you're like, wow, this is you're on this journey with them. Yeah, yeah it is dope. Uh, also, the, that grizzly bear scene where he, uh, the predators fights a grizzly bear. That shit was dope. Um, he, he made light work of that grizzly bear. That's yeah, gave you, yeah, it really gave you the action that you wanted. Again, another short film. It's less than two hours, and it, but it the whole time it just it, the movie went by super fast. It's like, oh shit, this movie's over already. Like, damn. Uh, so <laughs> but they entertained you the whole time. The yeah, whole time, literally. And like Luigi said, it was like a, a pleasant surprise, man. Like this was the one movie out of all the ones on my list this year. Like you had no idea it was being made. No idea it was coming out. It just drops, and it's like a magnificent movie. Like, what else can you ask for? I will say it didn't make even my honorable mentions, but Hulu's doing some good stuff with older horror because Hellraiser, compared to the original, yeah, it it's it's leaps and bounds from <laughs> the original. Yeah, so it, it's I'm, I'm liking what they're doing. Prey was I feel like it should have been a theater film. Ah, uh, dude, I was gonna say the same thing. I would have loved to have seen this in like IMAX or big ass theater. Like, oh uh, yeah. I would have yeah. loved it, but would I have gone and go s- seen it? Probably not, if I'm being completely honest, guys. Yeah. No, nah, like, I, oh, I probably would have seen it. Really? Yeah. It looked like a badass action movie, dude. I was like, I'm in. I love action. Yeah, see, I wasn't sold on it. And I was like, ah, it's on Hulu? Let's give it a watch. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> whoa, this should have been in theaters, yo, you know? Yo, hold the fuck up. What? <laughs> hold the phone. I guess. Yeah. Hold the phone. Uh, Jason, what's your what's your number seven, sir? Oh, dude, number seven. I love this film. Actually, Jamie just finished watching it, and I was hearing her laugh and stuff, so I hope I'm pretty sure she enjoyed it. Uh, the Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. It's the Nicolas Cage movie where uh, he plays himself, and uh, Pedro Pascal pay, plays um, a huge fan of um, a Nicolas Cage, and he invites him to his island because he just wants to spend time with him, but you later find out that maybe Pedro Pascal's character is dealing with either the mafia cartel i can't remember um but oh my god dude action pack uh comedy uh nicholas cage just paying homage to all his characters that he's played in the classic 90s 80s films that he's played in um and just shout out to paddington too shout out to paddington <laughs> too i saw paddington i saw paddington one and paddington two because of this film yeah and yep. uh <laughs> And uh, I, I think I heard Jamie laugh, and I think it's because uh, they were watching Paddington 2 together, uh, Nicolas Cage and Pedro Pascal at one point. And, um, oh, dude, that was hilarious. Um, so I, I highly recommend it. Very fun. Another, just another easy watch. Uh, I, I went to take my dad to go see this because, he, again, he, he's also like a huge Nicolas Cage fan. Uh, well, not huge, but like, you know, he's seen his movies. He knows it. Yeah, yeah so he saw guy. things. Yeah, he's a cage guy, and he saw he was laughing. He was laughing. He, he he probably laughed more than I did throughout this whole film. Um, so yeah, dude, it was just just a great film. You guys haven't watched it. I haven't seen it. It's available now on Hulu. Again, just another easy watch. Uh, Ooh, action yeah. comedy. Highly recommend. Yeah, that's a good one, man. I had forgotten about that one. Thomas, Thomas, what is your number seven? Um, this is Jordan Peterson's what? fourth movie Peel? i believe jordan peel my <laughs> jordan <Yeah. Peterson. laughs> that's a different that's a whole different person that's an uh, athlete isn't it <laughs> no that's he's like a 
uh, what I don't know, influencer. I don't know what you call him. Oh. But Jordan Peele. Um, yeah, Jordan Peele's just, nope. Yeah, you know him from um, obviously Get Out, um, Us. He's made a lot of great horror movies, and this is his latest one. Um, I'm sure you guys are familiar <laughs> with it. Did you guys see this first off? Um, I did. I haven't finished watching it. I'm halfway through. Okay, Luigi yeah. watched it. So you guys are a little familiar. Um, great monster movie, man. Great alien. monster. Yep. Yeah, it's um, Jordan Peele's take on an alien movie, monster movie. Um, but it's got a nice like story to it as well, kind of giving... It's about a family that are Hollywood's first like horse wranglers, I guess you could say. Or they have a horse farm um, where horses are used for Hollywood films and whatnot. But um, yeah, basically they are out in the country and they start having some weird things happen and start seeing things in the clouds. And uh, yeah, I don't want to spoil it for you, but a really well-made movie. If you guys like Jordan Peele's previous work, um, definitely want to check this one out. And yeah, I'm a big alien UFO movie person. I feel like they don't make enough of them. So it was cool to see uh, UFO alien movie back in the mainstream, but it's not even a true alien movie, as you guys alluded to. Uh, there's a lot more going on to it, but yeah, um, really good movie. What do you guys think? Or what do you? What did you think, Luigi? I liked the comparison that they made with like, because um, he really wanted to make a comparison to like a caged animal, and what happens to a caged animal uh, in the lead up to to when you find out what is happening. And it's it's horrifying to see the whole scene with the chimpanzee. You're like, oh man, yeah. that is intense. Oh, yeah, I saw that scene. Yep. Yeah, you're like, whoo, whoo, man. It's it's good. It's a good movie. And I, I I thought it was an inspired original motion picture soundtrack because they used a lot of uh, a lot of music that sounds like it could be in an older film, and it worked. It worked perfectly. Yeah, it really like added to the whole feel of it. The whole thing felt like vintage. I don't know how to describe it, but yeah, he really nailed like that whole aesthetic. And I'm sure uh, from doing so many episodes of uh, that show, <laughs> Key and Peele. No, not yep. Key and Peele. Oh. The the horror show on CBS that he's doing. It's a. It's from. It's an old horror oh, show. Oh, the Twilight his... Zone. Yes, thank you, thank you. That was gonna kill me. Okay. The Twilight Zone from doing Twilight Zone episodes. I'm sure he got he got a little bit of practice in, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I would definitely say I think one of my like favorite individual scenes from like last year was in this movie, um, where there's pretty much like a. I don't. Again, I don't want to. I don't know if I should ruin it for people, but let's just say like the whole house is under attack from the UFO and things are dumped onto the house and it just looked crazy like. Uh, <laughs> really haunting, chilling image there, and it, it was just so cool to see. And, and Jordan Peele always executes on whatever his vision is, so yeah, I had to throw it on there. Check out Nope, guys! It's uh, available on Peacock for sure. And uh, homies, you guys can always check it out in my private collection. Uh, I'm gonna go to number six for me. Give it to us, we, man. Number we've all got it. We've six, all got it. That's my number four, and that's. Uh, Thomas is number five. Five, yes, sir. Yeah, so Top Gun Maverick. I know yeah. people were upset with me for not saying that it's a perfect film. Sorry, you know. 
I just, you know, it's a good movie. It's a great movie. I can, why can't I just say it's a great movie? It's still my number six movie of 2022, you haters. Not you guys, but you know, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, I, I will say this better than the first one. Way oh, better. I, I don't know. Way, way better, bro. But oh my God, dude, like the, the, the flight scenes and the simulations were just so much, way, so much better, dude. And the way they, they tied into the first movie with the sun, right? Uh, it was awesome, dude. It was everything you wanted. Uh, I was, was not the... expecting it to be that great either, dude. So, Yeah, me too. I was like, I, I mean, I guess I'll see it um, for like nostalgia's sake of the old one. But yeah, man, they totally like blew it away. Great cast. Tom Cruise still doing his thing. Um, I know. I was like, excited to see his... Mission Impossible movie coming out this year. Ah, dude. Oh, yeah. Dead Reckoning. I can't wait. Looks good. I've never seen any Mission Impossible movies, so I'll have what? to catch up. What? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Luigi, you just wow. blew my mind with that statement. Yeah, I know. I know. Wow. Dude, you haven't so seen my... one, like any of them? No. Dude. I think I've seen parts of the first one, but like not a whole movie, though. No. Oh, wow. Dude, dude my, my favorite one, and I'm, I'm Thomas, it might be yours, but. The one with Philip Seymour Hoffman. That's my yes, favorite. dude. That's the is best that one. is that Ghost Protocol or no? No, it's it's the third one. Mission Impossible Three. I forgot the name of it, but it's, it's yeah. Mission Impossible Three. It's the best one, dude. It's Philip Seymour Hoffman is the best villain. Yeah, no, easily. Okay, okay, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, trust me, wow. guys, it's on my list. I don't know how I haven't watched it. But back to Top Gun Maverick. I think <laughs> <laughs> I think what's great about Top Gun Maverick is that. I guess since they had a lot of time to refine the movie while they were waiting for it to come out in theaters, the precision with which every scene is done is pretty perfect. Like it is, it is magical movie making. I see why people say that it's got a lot of those familiar beats, but they have the payoff that you want in a movie. And I mean, the special effects, the action are not to sound cheesy, but they're out of this world, dude. Bro. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it is fucking wild what they do, like for real, and what they have to do with CGI, of course. Bro, I got anxiety watching some of those those scenes uh, during the flight scenes. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, and I was like, oh <laughs> shit. No, I, I'm not. I'm not kidding, bro. Like I was like, my heart started pounding. I was just like, all right, focus on breathing. What's going? On? <laughs> yeah, we I was can that, do this. <laughs> I was that invested in this movie. It was awesome. Great experience, especially if you watch it in a movie theater, which. I highly recommend. Well, I mean, you guys can't watch it now, but if, if you guys were able to see it, I'm sure you guys very enjoyed it a lot. Uh, Luigi, did you watch it in theaters? No, you didn't, right? But you did like the no. whole surround sound thing. I did. Yeah, I, uh, I got my sound bar. I had it full blast. I was watching. Damn right. Damn yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I had to watch it right. <laughs> I had to watch it right, and I'm glad I did because it's still it's still fairly impressive. I know in a theater it would have been better, but. Hey, I got to it when I got to it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, great movie. Top Gun Maverick. I think that's available on Paramount Plus. Pretty much available to rent anywhere. And those of you who know me, private collection. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, private collection. <laughs> uh, what's it called? Jason, tell us your number six, because that's actually, I think, my number three. It's my number three. I liked it that much. Yeah, number six, and then Thomas, not on his. Okay, uh, I don't know if you watched it yet, then Tom. Uh, Wakanda, Black Panther two, Wakanda forever, number six on my board. 
Marvel movie, but I, I really think you would enjoy this one, Tom. I, I know. Oh, no, I'm going to get to it, man. Yeah. This is this is one that I'll make a you know a point to see. It's not just like typical Marvel fare. This yeah. is... I, I don't know what it is with Black Panther, but they they seem to get the villains right. They really do. They really do. Although he's not even like a full villain, he's yeah. like a, an antihero. But, I wouldn't yeah. say an antihero. I would I would say he just has his own visions about other things and he's just trying to protect his city. And uh you know, he's just you know, it's it's war. You know, are they really a bad person when you're going to war with someone? You know, he gave them the choice. He's like, "Hey, join us or this is this is what's going to happen," you know? Um he gave him that well, option. That's I mean, that's an antihero, man, right? Someone who's not like the typical hero. Yeah, but is has he their wrong? own that has their own agenda. Well, a, an antihero isn't wrong per se. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah I guess you're right. Uh, he's just he's just got his own agenda, which in this case very much he cannot be argued. Like I see where he's coming from most of the time. Of course, he wants to take it a little further, but what I loved about this movie, man, was how they were able to, and I was talking off pod about this too, how they were able to uh, show different types of grief and different stages of grief. Cause the whole movie is really about grief, like over multiple things and from multiple people's perspective. And it really takes you to places where, where you wouldn't have expected to, to be taken to in a Marvel movie. Right. And you feel it. You feel it. And, um, Strong performances by all the female actresses, actors. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh, and I mean, obviously Angela Bassett got that Golden Globe for this performance. Well deserved. Uh, um, T'Challa's mother. Yes. Amazing. I loved her character in that one. I you felt her grief, like you said. Just and then, you know, uh, T'Challa's sister and uh, uh, Shuri. Shuri and her Letitia grief. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The way she's going through the way she's grieving, which is through anger. You know, you got your different stages of grieving and they, they showed that and how everyone grieves different, you know, shout out. Kendrick. I grieve different. Still going to say it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> shout out Kendrick. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. Phenomenal movie. The action's awesome. Uh, the CGI is not too bad. Um, it's better than the first one. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> great villain and just, yeah, just the characters all in all. You know, you guys. I was about little... to say the female actor actresses, like they did amazing stuff, they, they but I still enjoyed the Huerta. Like, man. Oh yeah. Every oh, time yeah. he was on screen, he was just eating up the fucking scenery. He was it was it was great. It was really good. Although Angela Bassett, whenever she was in a scene, like you couldn't take your eyes off off her either. <laughs> um, but okay, let's go on to Jason. That was your number. Six. Six. So, Thomas, we're going to go to your number six, which is... My number six is The Menu. Um, I don't think either of you guys have seen this one yet. Not yet. Ralph Fiennes, Anya Taylor-Joy. I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. HBO Max, guys. HBO Max. It's available now. Yeah. Outside of, I feel like we're all starting to approach like our agreeables on the top top movies but this is the last one that i feel like um yeah man just personally i fucking love this movie um very original a blend of like different genres it's 
like i hear it's a bit comedic too right (laughs) yeah it's like a dark comedy um it's suspense it's a little bit of horror but um yeah man this i kind of like pray this is one of those movies that just like came out of nowhere um wasn't expecting it but truly loved every minute of it um basically the synopsis again as you guys mentioned it's uh, anya taylor joy um ralph fiennes or fines ralph fines uh, aka voldemort he is um basically this like world-renowned chef they have like the it's like the most exclusive restaurant in the world like you pretty much have to be invited there so it just tells the tale of uh basically yeah a night at the restaurant and um it follows a couple of different characters like all different types of restaurant goers um if you guys have been in the industry you know that you get all different types of people um at the restaurant so Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. um it follows a night of fine dining there and um (laughs) things get a little crazy um i don't want to give it away because this is definitely one of those movies where uh, it's not what you expect. It's not what you. I had no idea what it was about going into it, so I went in a little blind, and that's how you should go into this. But um, yeah, man, from the food itself that they like craft and create, and like they, the movie itself is almost like eating dinner. They present it in like courses, and you're just oh, like, that's ta- so cool. Yeah, and you're taking along for the ride. You're like, okay, this is cool. And like in between hand, you see all the different tables talking and like trying to figure out you know what's going on or like what they're eating etc but oh man just such a good movie and once it really pops off when something like happens you're just like oh fuck kind of like barbarian where the tone shifts like completely halfway through uh same kind of thing going on here and it's just a fun time man like i genuinely was just like enjoying it the whole time um great performance by Anya taylor joy and by ralph fines uh, he's just like typical if you picture like Gordon Ramsay or crazy type of chef. Uh, he's that to the extreme. <laughs> nice. But, Fantastic. But it's cool because he also like each course he drops like some knowledge and like it, it's just a unique movie. I have never seen anything like it. Um, highly, highly recommend you guys got to watch it. I would suggest watching it with friends, spouse, whoever. Like this is one of those movies where everyone I've told about it, like to go watch it, they came back and like, Oh, that was dope. Like I really enjoyed that. So hope you're going to watch it with my daughter for sure. This is going to work out. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe might be a little bit above her uh, understanding, but I think she'll still be in enjoyment and just like the overall (laughs) theme of it. Like, uh, yeah, it gets crazy though, man. I will give you that. It's a lot of genres of movie in one and that's something i can also appreciate so yeah i just loved it little gem of a movie uh please go check it out yeah i think, I think i'm max. watching i think HBO i'm watching it this week there's no excuse you guys gotta get to it yep right, i'm right. watching it this week tom all right my cool, bad, i, I want to hear what you say jay oh well, I'll, let, I'll let you know brody watch it with jamie she'll <laughs> like it too oh no yeah that's 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 a given <laughs> You know, we we talked about it today. I was like, oh, we still need to watch. I think it was yesterday. We're on HBO Max and we're finishing up season four on Game of Thrones. And then we saw, I was like, oh, it's available now. We got to watch that like real soon. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. But yeah, Um, that was my number, what, six? Yeah. Six. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to go to my number six. Uh, I I know you guys have not seen this woman. This one, it's Woman King. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're, you're number five too right now number six 
Oh five. shit, my number yeah. five. I apologize. Um, yeah, based in the eighteen hundreds. You know me. I love me a period piece. Can't go wrong with me on period pieces. Uh, this one follows a tribe, a female tribe, that is um, defending a kingdom. I don't want to go too much into it, but the Dahomey tribe is pretty much protecting against their way of life being taken over by, you know, colonizers. So it's it's an interesting story. I think my only gripe with it is it's not completely historically accurate. But if you liked Braveheart, if you liked Gladiator, it is the same kind of movie. And you give me that kind of movie and I will watch it again and again. Specific shout out to Lashana Lynch, best character in the movie, I think. Don't get me wrong, Viola Davis does her thing. She's a great actress, but I think Lashana Lynch stole the show in this film. And John Boyega had so much swagger as a king. It was it was super enjoyable to watch. Uh, highly recommend that one. I don't know if it's on anything. That one you would still have to rent, but highly recommend Woman King. Nice, man. Those are interesting comparisons to Gladiator, you said, and Braveheart. Yeah, it's very much in the same vein, like warriors trying to take out the enemy, historical piece. There's one character that always has like more of a reason than the rest, right? Like in Gladiator, it's Maximus. uh, Uh, And Braveheart is... uh, Sorry, go ahead. It's interesting because honestly, I was like on the fence about watching this, but given those comparisons, you're you're kind of selling me on it. So I'll I'll check it out. Yeah, it's yeah. a good People watch, doing man. A good job selling it. Yeah, it, it's a good watch. Um, I think, uh, I think the oh, again, the only problem I had with it was that they're not completely honest about this tribe's place in history, yep. because they made it seem like this tribe tried to end slavery in their kingdom. They didn't. They stopped for like a year, and then they went right back to it. You know what I mean? Like you can't yeah. just brush over that. That's I know there was like it's a, lot a part of-, of their story. Yeah, that was like a find a lot of people's beef at the movie, huh? Like just overall, I know a lot of people were like, uh, I don't know about that, you know? I don't. Yeah, I don't have so much of a problem with it, but I'm just like, be honest, don't lie. Like that's <laughs> not. That's, what are you doing here? You're trying to make a historical film or not? What are we doing? Yeah. Uh, so that was that was my only gripe with the movie. Otherwise, pretty solid. And man, like you, you root for these these women. You can see where the where the inspiration for the Wakandan uh, female warriors comes from because it is literally the same way. It turns out these these are what they were based on because they fight as a unit, right? So they use each other to help kill uh, enemies. Like it's usually two women against like any specific enemy. And then sometimes if a woman has enough strength, she can use her own strength. And of course, uh, a man's like own momentum against him. The way they fight is pretty fucking impressive. I'm like, oh shit. Actually, yeah, I, I could see that. I could see, I could see getting stabbed like that. That's that's not great, uh, <laughs> but it, it's a, it's cool fight scenes to watch. Uh, I I had fun with it, man. I thought it was pretty cool. Hell yeah, man! You sold me on that one. Um, I'm definitely probably gonna watch it when it comes out. Uh, Private sounds- collection. It's it's in. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I have a problem, guys. <laughs> I have a problem. <laughs> uh, Go ahead, so, Jason. Uh, yeah, so for my number five, uh, 
it is going to be none other than Marcel the Shell with shoes on, bro. Also in my private collection. Let's just yep. move on, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tom. Uh, what I really... I'm, I'm sorry, Tom, you cut off a little bit. What was that? Uh, go ahead, man. Go ahead. Let's hear about it. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so it's a it's a fake documentary documentary uh, about a a shell, uh, a, a live shell. Um, and this, shoes. yeah, who wears shoes? <laughs> uh, his name <laughs> his name is Marshall. Mar Marshall. Marshall. <laughs> Marcel. No, uh, I so like Marshall better. It works. It's yeah, a pun. Marshall. So we got this guy. He moves into an Airbnb and he runs into this little shell and he starts recording his everyday life. And he's like, I'm just gonna make a little documentary about you. And he starts posting on YouTube and he becomes very popular. And then you just later find out that uh, his family was taken away from him uh, because prior to that house being Airbnb, a couple lived there. And you find out how the his family members get taken. So it's just a story about him trying to find his family. Hilarious, dude. There's a lot of um, he's just a, such an innocent character, like a like a little child, but like that is an adult like learns how to live by himself and all this stuff, but also so innocent, you know? So it, it's a very uh, heart, uh, it's an A24 film. It's very, you know, heartfelt film. Uh, I laughed. I, I, I even teared up a little bit because uh, there's just moments where you're just like, you just really, really feel for the shell and just, um, yeah, just a heartwarming film, dude. Uh, another, another short film too, uh, under two hours. A uh, very easy watch. Uh, so Thomas, get on that and Luigi. Uh, Luigi, I do recommend watching this with uh, uh, with uh, Katia. Uh, I think she would love this. <laughs> okay, yeah, she likes yeah. cute things, and that little show is adorable. Dude, that thing is adorable, bro. Um, yeah, it is just. I, I I highly recommend it. Just just another like a uh, very original A twenty four film. Uh, just they just keep pushing stuff out. That's very original, and I love it. The best studio out right now, bro. They really are doing some of the best stuff. They really are. All right. So, yeah, um, my number five was Maverick and my number four was Prey. So since we already talked about those, uh, I'll get into my number three, which was a film called All Quiet on the Western Front. Yay, yay, yay. <laughs> yes, sir. I know this is high up on Luigi's list. Is number two. Uh, this was a Netflix film that came out, what, about a month or two ago. Um yeah, yeah. Um, Shocker, guys! It is a period piece. <laughs> no way, really? Is it on your private collection? Uh, you know what? It's Netflix, so no, not this uh, one. True, 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 true. But uh, yeah, man, this was an outstanding film. Um, war drama—that's usually the way to my heart. Some of my favorite movies are Dunkirk, uh, one of the uh, nineteen seventeen. So to me, this just fell right in line with those. Um, Phenomenal foreign film. It's not an American film. Um, Luigi, do you know where this came from? Is this a? It's German. It's, it is a German uh, film, right? Yeah, it's based okay. on on the German army during World War One. Yeah, so this is a like Luigi said, a tale of the German perspective of World War One, and really just like the horrors and tragedy of, of what came along with being the loser on that end, and. Uh, yeah, I'll let you explain it a little more, Luigi. What did you think? Uh, I won't. I won't say too too much because I know I've 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 talked our listeners' ears off about this movie. But <laughs> okay. But like the big thing for me is that I've never seen the losing side of a war in a film be portrayed yeah. so so vividly, and it 
it is it's sad it is one of the saddest films i've ever watched yeah. to be honest with you intensely like, sad it it very much reminded me of and i know this is like a weird comparison to make especially in the time in history but it is it is like holocaust sad like it is yeah. it is that level of just sheer despair and yet somehow they find reasons to live and they stop because at the beginning of these movie this movie these warrior warriors gosh these soldiers um, are so excited to go to war and fight for their their fatherland. As yeah, they call so it. much hope. <laughs> yeah, and by the end of the movie, you see all of that is gone, and survival is the only thing that really matters. Um, along with the fear of what real life is going to be like after the war, and being on the losing side of it, it's it's just it's heart wrenching. It's based on a novel that came out, I think in 1930, a film that is rated like a hundred percent on rotten tomatoes yeah. from 1931 came out like uh, during that same time, obviously it's, it's got a history and this one lives up to it in my opinion. Uh, perfectly. It's, it's one of the best films I've ever watched as well. I think this year was really good for film and this is one of the reasons why. Yeah, man, it's just so heavy. Like you said, it's very, it's not a happy movie by any means, but it's a great movie. Uh, the cinematography is just top, top notch. Uh, if you guys nerd out on that stuff like I do, it's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful to watch. And of course, depicting a war and such sadness, it's, it's kind of hard to capture that, but they really nailed it. And it's just, it's cool to see foreign films like, catch up with the u.s like as far as i feel like we still make the best movies and we still have like the best you know like i guess tools and hollywood and all that but you you see films like this you're just like damn other countries germany in this case they can really uh they can really step it up and do some cool things too so i really i really love that you know what's weird too germany has always had a history like not not the volume but they've always had a history of of in film yeah, like even films. yeah yeah like uh gosh there's there's a film from like the 1920s that is still a pivotal uh film in the industry oh god it's gonna kill me not to remember it is uh, a dystopic film and uh, the the cover shows a robot uh, a female robot like an android oh my gosh is gonna kill me. I feel like I've seen this image you're describing. Yeah, hold on, hold on. German 1920s movies. Metropolis. Metropolis. Thank you. Uh, it's a dystopic film, and the idea is like a society in the future where there is a huge gap in wealth, where people that are workers live in underground cities while the wealthy live up top, and it was like really pivotal for its time period. And it's a German film. Nosferatu is a German film. And oh, I'm like, wow. what the fuck? Germans, I mean, when Germans do it, they do it right. You know they're making they do a, a new Nosferatu? Oh, no kidding. So Ooh. pretty much, uh, turns out Nosferatu is a Dracula ripoff. So Dracula ripoff remake? Yeah, but uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's by Robert Eggers who did The Northman. Oh, that's going to be a fantastic Dracula ripoff. Yeah. <laughs> That's so crazy, right? Because Nosferatu almost has its own style, but it's the story of Dracula. Um, I'm excited to see that. Robert Eggers is probably going to do a damn good job with that. Yeah, I I could be wrong, but I think Anya Taylor-Joy's in it too. Like, it's just the same. He's working with the same people, so it should be cool. 
Sweet. Uh, but all quiet on the Western front, guys. Uh, that's that's Thomas's number three. I'm gonna go ahead and say that was my number two. Uh, as we as we come back around, Jason, your number two was already mentioned. But if you want to go ahead and say that one as well, yeah. Well, um, we kind of skipped up front from my pick five pick from Marcel. So my number four was Maverick. My number three was Prey, and my number two was Batman. Uh, the Batman. So that's we're right, going to go right. back down to Thomas's number two, which is none other than... Oh, yes. Uh, Babylon. A movie of excess. <laughs> a movie of excess. That is a great way to put it, Luigi. Uh, honestly, this movie fucking ruled. <laughs> like, that's the best way I can put it. Um, if you guys are fans of Damien Chazelle. He directed Whiplash. I know that's one of Jason's favorite oh, movies, one of my oh, favorite yeah. movies. Uh, he directed Whiplash. He directed La La Land. Um, two of my favorite movies of all time, so I was expecting to like this movie, and it sure lived up to the hype. Um, fucking incredible movie. Um, it really has, like, I would say I was trying to think of like what to compare it to, uh, hey, Damien my... Chazelle also did a 10 Cloverfield Lane. Oh, damn. I didn't even know that. Wow. That's, yeah. So this dude, he's done all types of movies. This one is like if you mixed Wolf of Wall Street with like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's my best uh, oh, analogy. Say less. Say and less. The Great Gatsby, right? And The Great Gatsby. Like, if those three movies had a baby, that's what Babylon is. It's like the best of all those. It's the first hour of it is like fucking madness like the wolf of wall street where you're just like what the fuck is going on here um dude and the cast my yeah let me guess God. yeah yeah the cast um all killed it so it's margot robbie she plays the main character uh you got brad pitt in there um you have who else toby mcguire's in there um yeah it's and i forget his name He's olivia wilde Olivia Wilde's in there for a few minutes, yeah. So basically, um, Babylon is just the tale of Hollywood back in the day when they were transitioning from silent pictures to once the technology, of course, evolved to film or sound pictures, as they called them. And uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's pretty much follows Margot Robbie's character. She's a uh, pretty much just someone that's trying to break into Hollywood, trying to break into that golden era of movies that started back then. And um, yeah, she gets invited to a party, which is like, again, Wolf of Wall Street, just craziness vibes. It's really an assault on the senses that first hour. Um, And yeah, it just tells that tale of uh, what Hollywood was like at that time. And it, oh man, it's just so good. Uh, you got it's very funny, it's very dramatic. Uh, Brad Pitt's character is like the the prominent actor of the time. I know he's based on like a, a real actor. I forget his name, but uh, he's like pretty much on top of the game at that point. And uh, so it follows him. And yeah, man, it's just a ride. Like three hours long, but it feels like it just went by really quickly. Um, Toby Maguire's character, he plays like a, I don't want to say like human trafficker, but he plays like a notorious person in Hollywood at the time. And yeah, it's just a great movie. It's a movie about making movies. Um, so 
obviously all three of us are kind of into movies so i feel like you guys would like it for that regard um and yeah margot robbie she's amazing she really gives it her all here and uh she's a great character and yeah there's not much else to say about it but please go watch it it just came out so it's still in theaters but um yeah I feel like is that one out. that one that we can wait and I, i'm not saying because i don't want to see it in theater it's more so uh i'm limited on how many movies i can go watch in the theater you know what i'm saying so <laughs> i would say is man, this one i could wait you could wait but uh my personal recommendation would be to go see it in the theater because it's it's just an experience man it's a it's like the movies i mentioned it's like you want to kind of see those in the theater like when you saw wolf of wall street or once upon mm-hmm. a time in hollywood like you know you not that it's better at the theater, but you just, I feel like, get more of the experience. So I would say it's worth it, man. Like, I know it may be hard to uh, sneak away and go watch a three-hour movie, but... Yeah, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. <laughs> but, dude, this one was worth it. Uh, it just came out, and it shot up my list, like, instantly. Um, I saw it with Jermaine and Eric, actually. So if you guys need further uh, review of it, you can ask them, too. But I feel like we all really liked it. And, yeah, I loved it, man. It was... Damien Chazelle, don't miss. All right. All right. So let's get into number one. Apparently, we actually have one thing that we all agreed on. (laughs) (laughs) Shocker listeners are number one, starring Michelle Yeoh, everything, everywhere, all at once. That movie just, I, it is one of my all-time favorite movies, like for sure. I don't know where to start or end on this movie. Uh, Jason, what what do you have to say about everything everywhere all at once? Um, just another movie going into it. I just didn't expect. I think Thomas was one of the first ones that saw it and just instantly like just text our group chat. And he's like, yep. drop what you're doing. Go watch this film in theaters right now. And uh, we've been talking just... about it on the pod. Like, updates and updates on like when it's gonna come out when's it gonna come out like it was only in select theaters here or there and finally when we got to see it i mean jesus christ yeah, just <laughs> just uh just a great take on a, a multiverse story and a, a relationship between a mother and daughter ah dude it, and just everything like I, I i wasn't expecting a lot of stuff that was gonna happen you got action it's hilarious uh there's there's dramatic scenes um shout out to jamie lee curtis she had a dope ass (laughs) cameo um the hot dog finger world hot dog finger world the rock world like it's just so creative the rocks yes yeah the rocks were dope uh yeah man it was just so creative and it's just a movie that like it's very hard to explain but it's just one of those that you just have to go see for yourself and um I, I've seen it twice already. Um uh, uh well I saw uh, I was I was I was going in and out while my friend was watching it. She came over to watch the the movie with Jamie and I was just uh, going in and out and I was like, "Oh, I love this scene. Oh, I love this scene." <laughs> pretty I, I loved I, pretty much I loved every scene. So uh, it it was great, dude. Uh yeah. Uh, the three acts that they had um another A24 film, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, dude, sir. Just, uh, they they're not missing right now, dude. It's crazy. No, A twenty four has definitely cemented their place. Uh, I mean, 
I mean, I've talked about this in the Room 303 podcast when we did their end of year uh, roomies. <clears throat> but I think the best thing about the story for me isn't really even the multiversal stuff. Like, of course, that makes it so much fun and they can play with a lot of different uh, scenery and cinematography and styles and so on and so on and so on. Right. But what I loved about it is the main story is fairly simple. It is a simple story when you look at it. Yep. And it's something that anyone can relate to, like whether or not you are fulfilled in your life or not, you can, you can relate to the, the feeling of, of thinking like oh could i have done better could i have done this better could i my life have been different like it doesn't mean you know it doesn't mean that we want to do that but it's definitely like seeing someone go through it you're like she's doing it the wrong way but everyone's felt that at some point or another you're like could i have made better choices right and and that's the whole thing right she needs to understand that whether or not you may you could have made better choices doesn't matter because they're already they've already been made what you need to do is make the best out of what you have. Otherwise you have nothing. And yeah. I, I think that's just, it's a beautiful fucking story. Like I, yeah, I, I had tears at the climactic scene when, when they're rock the chair. When they <laughs> the throw, rocks. Oh, pretty much. They throw the chair through the, it's, it's fairly close to that scene when they throw the chair through the laundromat window. And uh, she's finally coming to the realization of like, Oh shit my life like is like it's my choice when she's having that conversation with gosh i cannot say his name no no before she talks to her daughter husband yeah yeah when they're in an alternate reality Uh, where she's like a superstar and he's pretty well off himself and they're just talking uh, about what could have been and he like he pretty much talks to me he's like i mean none of this really matters i would have given it all to have to have had a life with you for what it's worth and i think that's when she realizes like what she's got <clears throat> yeah no, okay. yeah ku one right ku one yes yeah yeah i don't i don't know how to say his name i think i'm saying it wrong but hey I'm, I'm trying the best i can um yeah and also i think why i was able to relate to it to it is because my parents you know they are they are immigrants and they're sometimes they don't realize they're what they're trying to do is what's best for their kids. And I think that's what uh, Michelle Yeoh and uh, KU Kwan were doing for their daughter was just like, Hey, they're trying to run this business and just have a better life for their, their parents. And sometimes they get just invested in their, in their work because they're just, they made it to America and they're trying to give their, their kid that opportunity to live the American dream. Right. So I, I felt that in, in, in parts of the, the film and I, I just kind of related to it. And like you said, I mean, I don't know, maybe that's how you guys felt too, but like, I definitely felt that. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, just emotional aspects to this film as well. So. Yeah. And, uh, oh, go ahead, Luigi. No, I was just going to say, and it's not just, you know, it's not just drama. Like there's some fucking hilarious shit that happens. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> this movie's yeah. fucking, yeah. It's like Jason said, this is truly, truly like an original piece of work like i know i feel like we're all uh kind of like not desanitized but i feel like at this point you know like we've all seen each movie like a variation of it whether it be like a superhero movie a scary movie whatever right and this one it's just like rare these days for like totally original like someone really thought this up and it's just like perfectly executed 
And and yeah, it's funny. It's sad. It's the action in it. I'm sure you guys enjoyed the action too. Like, oh, hell yeah. it's great! It was great. <laughs> <laughs> they go like full on with it. Um, can I read you guys a review uh, from Letterbox that someone like wrote? And I was like, damn, that's like the perfect. Uh, oh, it's short, it. but yeah, I'm just let's like this. I feel like this encapsulates. So this person said. Uh, once every few years, a film comes along that is so audacious, funny, original, technically dazzling, and thematically resonant, we feel blessed to have been alive to see it. This is such a film. It spoke to me on such a core level that it felt genetically engineered to meet me at this point in my life. It may be my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> and that's yeah. just like that's just like someone on Letterboxd, which is like a, an app where people review movies, whatever. But yeah, I was like, damn, that's talking. so true. Like, that's how I felt when I watched it. Like, not to be all, like, deep about it, but I was just, like, moved. And I feel like you guys were, too. We all fucking Absolutely. loved it. Absolutely. But it was just, like, one of those things, like, I'm glad, like this person said, that I was alive to see this. Because, like, you know, people, this movie couldn't have and wouldn't have existed even, like, 10 years ago with all, like, the themes in it and just, like, the multiverse aspect. I don't, I feel like people wouldn't have grasped it. And it was, like, the perfect movie of current times and i feel like it's a classic it truly is man like i and it it, that is a very good description because i i genuinely feel like everyone even if you don't like weird movies i don't care you should still watch this movie yeah yeah, (laughs) that's like what's so impressive about it too is like it gets so weird and like it ideas are so like far out there yet it still brings it back to like a very simple story and like ideas that anyone can identify like with so that that was just impressive how they did that bro that one uh scene where they're both trying to use that dildo looking trophy <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know what i'm talking about that shit hilarious, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dude, so, oh, many, so many little funny details of that movie you could watch it like each time and notice something different Oh yeah, one thousand percent. And it's honestly, it's, it's up for best picture. So this movie might actually win best picture at the Oscars. It, it'll be nominated, so I'll be rooting for it hard. Yeah. And I think that'd be really cool if it did. If it doesn't, this is why the Oscars. We're gonna riot. Don't get it. <laughs> We're gonna riot. Get it. <laughs> we'll riot. But the, uh, the January sixth type of shit, you know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh. Viking hats and all, bro. We'll go storm the Oscars. We'll, we'll go storm the uh, Hollywood or wherever, wherever it's at. Only if we Facebook Live the whole thing, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. You got it, <laughs> dude. I'm sure we could get people with the cause. I feel like people like fucking love this movie. I'm reading reviews of it and stuff, and. I know a lot of people feel the same about it. So it's, As it's everyone cool. Should. Yeah. As everyone should. Um, but yeah, those are our top tens. Now I'm going to, I'm going to go through my top 10. Then Jason, uh, you'll go through yours and Thomas, you'll go through yours real quick. Uh, oh. Just to let you guys know, glass onion, my number 10 on Netflix, turning red on Disney plus Northman. I don't know if that's available anywhere. I think it's on Hulu. Hulu, perfect. I think North I saw it on, on Peacock, Hulu. wasn't it? Oh, okay. or one of the two. All right, let's let's just it's look for it, guys. Just uh, <laughs> we can't do all the work for you. <laughs> Number seven, Prey on Hulu. Uh, Top Gun Maverick on Paramount Plus. Uh, it's probably available somewhere else as well. 
Woman King, not available anywhere just yet. Uh, it's still making its way to streaming. But if you know me, let me know about my private collection. <laughs> and then number four, Barbarian, HBO Max right now. Number three, Wakanda Forever. So- it's still in theaters, but soon to be on Disney+. Plus. Number two, All Quiet on the Western Front on Netflix. And finishing it off with Everything Everywhere All at Once, which is currently on uh paramount plus so you can catch that on paramount plus i think you can also see it on showtime and hulu but it depends on if you have hulu with showtime so it's probably just showtime and paramount plus nice now jason what are your top 10 all right so for my top 10 will be turning red on disney plus and number nine i got bullet train i think it's on netflix uh, number eight, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers on Disney Plus. Number seven, uh, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. That is definitely on Hulu. Uh, number six, I got Wakanda Forever. Will be on Disney Plus. I don't know if it's out yet on it. Uh, Marcel the Shell with Shoes on. Not available anywhere. You'll have to buy it or rent it like on YouTube or whatever you guys have. Um, but it's on Luigi's collection if you guys want to get them up. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, we got Maverick, Paramount Plus. We got number three, we got Prey, the Predator film on Hulu. Uh, number two, we got The Batman, which is on Netflix, right? Is it? Yeah. And then, I, I don't know. I thought it was on HBO Max. That's crazy. Oh, okay. HBO Max. No, it is. You're right. You're damn right. You're damn right. And then everything, everywhere, all at once. Number one for me. Nice. Thomas. Nice. Thomas. I will just list them because I feel like you guys already listed where these are found. And Sweet. also, you guys could look them up too. <laughs> but uh, number 10, Batman. Number nine, Terrifier 2. Uh, number eight, Barbarian. Seven, Nope. Uh, six, The Menu. Five, Maverick. Uh, four, Prey. Number three, All Quiet on the Western Front. Number two, Babylon, which is in theaters right now. Just so you can go watch it. Um, and then, of course, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, number one. And yeah. So just so you guys know, Terrifier 2, you will have to rent it. And Thank Nope you. is on Peacock. And but the, the rest of them is on HBO Max. HBO Max. That's yeah. right. That's right. All right. So we're going to finish it off, guys, with some films that we're looking forward to for 2023. So those were, those were the best of 2022 that we had for you. But there's plenty to look forward to this year. I think this year is probably going to be a bigger year for movies than 2022 was. Uh, I personally am really looking forward to the Martin Scorsese film, Killers of the Flower Moon. It's based yes. on oh, it's yeah. based on a story in which all these, um, you know, these white folks in Oklahoma uh, turn to crime and deceit to take land from Native Americans because it turns out that there's a lot of oil on it. Uh, starring Leonardo DiCaprio. Can't wait to see what Scorsese does with a story like this. I think it's going to be an instant classic. Me too, bro. Do you know they've been shooting this movie for like two, three years? Like it's been such a long project with COVID. Oh, that's crazy. It was, it was supposed to come out for like two years ago and it's finally done. So God, I'm just excited as you, bro. Yeah, that was the one that I was like, of all the movies in 2023, this is the first one that's on my mind. Um, I know you guys are both interested in Oppenheimer. Nolan fans yeah, right here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's probably that's, my number one. Yeah, that's my that's number one on my list to watch. It's just Christopher Nolan does no wrong, man. I'm sorry. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna rattle off a few other ones as well. John Wick Four. Hell yes. Excuse me. Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. They haven't always hit, but the last one, Bumblebee, was damn good. So if it's anything like that, I can jump on board with that one. Oh, I heard mixed reviews on that one. Interesting. Bum- okay. Bumblebee. Oh, dude, yeah. no, I I really liked Bumblebee. I thought it was. I was shocked that it was a Transformers movie. I was like, am I watching a fucking Transformers movie right now? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm excited for Rise of Beast just because uh, I watched Beast Wars as a kid. So it was mm. kind of was dope seeing those characters, you know? Absolutely. Dune 2. I know you guys are hyped for that one. Dune 2. Like, <laughs> fantastic Save work. Less. I feel like we'll get more action in this one. I think oh, yeah. so. I think oh, so. Yeah. And there was plenty of action in the first one, too. But this one... I feel like we're gonna we're gonna get some interesting things. Florence Pugh's gonna be in it. <laughs> Probably you read my mind. I, I wasn't gonna <laughs> let that detail go unchecked. So uh, bro, she's she's on top of there. the world right now, man. Did you uh, guys see Don't Worry Darling? Speaking of last year's movies, no, no, no not yet. Not yet. Oh, man. Yeah. That's that's one I can slide in there that everyone should check out. That was really good too. But uh, yeah, man, Austin Butler is gonna be in that one. They're adding a bunch of new people oh, to Dune too. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. it's gonna be lit. These movies with all star casts, man. I know this is a random one, but like, I think it's an interesting storyline. And I always liked the Dracula story in, in high school when we had to read it. Uh, the Last Voyage of the Demeter. It's just the story about him traveling to London on that boat and how the events that occur. Because famously in the story, the boat arrives with no one alive on it. And it's because he kills everyone on the boat. And it's starring Corey Hawkins. Of uh, for me, I always remember him from In the Heights, so I'm interested in seeing Last Voyage of the Demeter. Uh, just just as a Dracula fan, as I clearly made obvious when we were talking about Nosferatu, so I'm interested in this one. Nice. Then we've got Creed Three, dude. Jonathan Majors looks like he could kill me with his pinky in that movie. Doc. I'm like, bro, Stanley gets that swole. He oh said, Michael B. Jordan, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, for real. Man. I was like, was like you think fuck? you can get buff? Here we go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that looks like it's, it feels like a fight of the century, of the century and it ain't even a real fight. Uh, I'm not going to lie, guys. I'm interested in seeing the Super Mario Brothers movie. Katya literally said, she pointed to the movie poster and was like, we got to go see that one. Sure. And I was like, all right, done, done. Let's go, done. let's go. The only the, the thing more... is, like, yeah, Chris Pratt does sound weird. It's a, it's a, it, but it, <laughs> no, I'm not a, interesting not... choice there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't sound like a video game, is it? That I'm not gonna be hung up about it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, obviously he was gonna get a slack for it, right? Because he's not Italian and stuff. So, like, he tried to do his best for his own character, dude, but dude, he's it, not a cartoon. It sounds hilarious, movie, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah jesus um, guys dude it, it looks awesome charlie day right as luigi that's gonna be dope so I, <laughs> jack black as bowser like it's gonna be hilarious i, I have a feeling it's gonna be one of those like oh, uh, the lego so. movie right when it was like so unexpectedly good yeah that's uh, what i was gonna say it's gonna be i feel like vibes. it's gonna be one of that yeah that's we'll what I see I, I don't want to hype it up too much and then go watch it and be like dang no guys it's just another kids movie uh yeah. but i will say the last video game movie that i saw for kids was pretty good sonic 2 it was fun it was a good movie it was fun to watch so if they if they do better than that one then we're golden um guardians of the galaxy 3 jason that's pretty much just you and me i understand that you're not into it thomas sorry but i'm really excited i'm really (laughs) excited 
end end of an era for that group. We're never going to see Drax again. So I want to see how he ends up dying. Um, I definitely want to see how a bunch of these storylines end. Want to see what happens with Rocket. It just it looks like a great ending, and I want to see I want to see uh, <clears throat> James Gunn's last Marvel movie. Oh, Sam, I'm excited for that one. All right, another keeping it with Marvel across the Spider Verse. More Spider Man. What else do I have to say? What else do I have to say? Probably the best Spider-Man story told on film. Of course, I'm going to go see the second part. Maybe one of the best animations, too, that we've seen. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Thomas, have you seen the uh, first one? No, man, I have not seen it. I've seen bits and pieces of it. Um, I haven't Whoa. seen the whole thing start to end. So, Whoa, bro. I, dude, I think you'd really I enjoy know. it, man. Um. Just uh, the way it was written and just the style of it. And oh, the animation it's... looks like comic book art. It, it legitimately looks like comic book art, Thomas. It's wild. No, yeah. And I've, I've seen, like I said, I've seen like five minutes here and there, but I need to just watch it front to end because I know a lot of people loved it. So definitely yeah, need to catch up. Yeah, dude. And I, I really think you like the acting. I, again, it's just an animation movie, but my God, these voice actors, they did a phenomenal job with each character. Each characters and the animation artists, the ones that had anything to do with uh, creating the character to match the voice artist, amazing, dude. I I honestly think it was kind of like some of the best casting and the acting, dude, and the storyline is just it's just perfect, dude. It's uh I know it's an animation film, but honestly, it, it, it's up there with movies that like I, I that, that can tell a story, right? Yeah, I know it was highly regarded, man, and and I definitely do want to catch it before this next one drops because yeah, I know a lot of people liked it, so. I'll yeah, get there. It's, it's it's not something I'm not trying to watch. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. What I what I will say is that the animation makes it look like moving comic art throughout the whole movie. It's fantastic. Oh, it's the best, dude. Yeah. And and honestly, as a Spider Man fan, like I know this is like the less interesting part for you, but as a Spider Man fan, like it is the truest to the essence of what Spider Man is. No. Yeah. Exactly. And not it's only just, that, it knocks it out of the park, man. And and if you're a Nicolas Cage fan too, bro, you got you got oh, some Nicolas Cage in there, dude. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. you get some Nick Cage in there. Yeah, he, yeah, bro, I did not know that. He plays one of the uh, uh, different universe Spider Man, and he's actually pretty fucking hilarious. Uh, it's it's dope. So okay, uh, okay. And obviously, the guy that plays Nick in uh, New Girl, he plays the the an older, fatter Spider Man. Haley Steinfeld plays Spider Gwen. Spider Gwen, yeah, dude. It's it's a stat cast, dude. It's a it's dope. Oh yeah. So is this second one gonna be like multiverse two or do they know the plot, uh, yeah. plot details? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Dude, yeah. so side note on this, it's gonna have it's gonna have Spider-Man 2099, who is played yeah, by sure. none other than Moon Knight himself. Um God, oh my god. Oscar, Oscar Isaac. Isaac. Oscar Isaac. And what's funny is it turns out there's a comic book that I've been looking for for a while, and it's not even that expensive. It's just hard to find in good condition sometimes. And it's the first appearance of him. And I'm like, I need to get it before the movie comes out. Cause when the movie comes out, oh, it's gonna the comic is going like to double expensive. and triple. Yep, 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 yeah. Yep. So I'm like, please let me find a copy that's worth buying. <laughs> well, that's hopefully, man. When, when does this drop? Like in the summer? Summer. Yeah. Yeah. Summer. <clears throat> I got some months. I got some months. Uh, All right, let's move on to our next one. Now, this one, I only am excited about it. I have no idea what it's about. Um, I understand that it's based on a novel, 
and it's it's how do you live by studio ghibli and that's actually what i'm mo- most excited about i don't know if i'm saying it right is it ghibli or ghibli or uh, uh, one the, of the two man yeah the japanese powerhouse animation studio hmm. i'm really excited they put out really interesting stories like nothing i've ever seen before on screen they just yeah they are so and this is their first movie in a while right yeah yeah it's their first in a while and i think it's the same guy that made um gosh i think it was princess mononoke right he's doing this one uh he did uh, poppy hill spirited away oh away. that one's better uh, than princess mononoke well in my opinion, your wig and the witch opinion. or something like that uh yeah Totoro. yeah, yeah. yeah that oh, my neighbor style. Totoro. okay yeah yeah okay. yeah yeah, so he's done those films. Oh, interesting. Well, still okay. big ass names. Jesus. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely interested uh, because I trust that studio and I think they'll do right by us on that one. Yep. That's dope. Okay, cool. Yeah, you got me now, dude. I didn't even see that. Uh, I like that animation style too. It looks pretty interesting. Gentlemen, the next one. I mean, I don't need to say it, but you know, Fight Club, Seven, Mind Hunter. The legend. Zodiac. <laughs> like, should I keep going with yeah, I think, I think he not... also did prisoners? No, that uh... was that was Villeneuve. Oh another impressive director. But yeah. David Fincher coming out with a new film. Let's go. Uh, do we know who's starring in it? Uh Michael Fassbender, oh. uh Sophie uh Charlotte Tilda Swinton. She's the one that plays uh the ancient one and uh yeah, Doctor yeah, Strange. Yeah. Uh, Charles Parnell, uh, Salah Barker, Monique uh, G- Gander. Gosh, I can't pronounce her name. I'm sorry, Gant Gant Ganderton, uh, Carrie O'Malley, uh, plus others. So, dude, apparently they've been filming this movie in Oklahoma for like years. Oh, I thought that yeah, was that's what uh, I've heard. Yeah. Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, you that's know, what oh, yeah, that's the one. yeah, that's the one. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, you're right. Got to switch up. Okay, so this is like a yeah, yeah, okay. I'm hyped for it though. Like I, I trust him. The actors are fantastic. Let's see what they come out with. A lot of the the last ones of these, I'm like, I just like the director or actors, and I'm down for it. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah, same with same with this next one. I like Wes Anderson films. I like his sets. I like the quirky humor. I like the style. It's its own thing, and the cast is always fucking stacked. Uh, Wes Anderson coming out with two films. Damn. I don't know the name of the other, but Asteroid City is one of them. Yes. I trust him. I'm going to see it. I still haven't seen French Dispatch, so I got to get on that. I was just about to ask you if you saw that. I still have not seen it yet. The last one I saw from him was, I guess I would have to say Grand Budapest Hotel. Okay. Yeah. French French Dispatch was good, man. I mean, I I don't think you could top Budapest Hotel, but definitely. uh, I don't know, man. Gives you the fix. Yeah, I mean this 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 that like you said this uh, this cast looks stacked too. Uh, it's gonna be a romance slash comedy with uh, Sophia Lillis, Maya Hawke, right the the daughter of Ethan Hawke and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know uh, uh, I forgot who the mom is. She's super famous too. Uh, Scarlett Johansson, Margot Robbie, uh, Tony Rivolori. He's the one that played um, Flash in uh, t- uh, Tom Holland's uh, Spider Man. Tom Hanks mm-hmm, is in mm-hmm. it. Edward Norin, ah, oh, dude, yeah, stack. <laughs> Jesus, stacking itself. Yes, dude. And there's more too. I just don't want to click on it. Actually, fuck it. I'm gonna click on it. <laughs> Adrian Brody, Steve Carell, Brian Cranston, Matt Dillon. Oh my and god. And Tilda Swinton again, bro. Yeah, the ancient one. Again and again. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, this is this is great. Jeff Goldblum, Willem no. Dafoe, Michael right. Cera. 
Jesus Christ. Christ. Uh, Ray, the guy that plays Ray Donovan, uh, Liev Schneider. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Liev yeah. Schreiber. Liev yeah, Sch- he's he's a good actor. I don't know why he doesn't get more roles. Yeah, um, stacked, dude. <laughs> okay. That's, that's I mean, it's, it is David Finn. Uh, well, it's not uh, Wes Anderson, so yeah, you got to. He's got to uh, bring he, it with he, the cast. I mean, ever yeah. since, uh, don't get me wrong, Rushmore had like a good cast. But ever since Royal Tenenbaums, man, I feel like that's no matter what movie he makes, he's just going to have a stacked-ass cast. Yeah, he's yeah, like an ensemble cast type of dude. So, yeah. I'm curious what the other movie is going to... I know there's not really details about both, but that's cool he's coming out with too, man. So my, my last one that I'm really excited for, for 2023, David Fincher, the guy that did Aliens, the guy that did Gladiator. Did Blade Runner? You mean you mean Ridley Scott? Oh, Ridley sorry. Scott. I said David Fincher, didn't I? Yeah, you did. <laughs> you got him. You got him on the brain, bro. You got him I do. I'm I'm so excited for a Fincher film. Sorry, guys. No respect to Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott, as I mentioned, I was just hyping him up right now. Alien, Blade Runner, fucking Gladiator. Uh, he did obviously the Blade Runner sequel. He did The Martian. Like he does fantastic films. American Gangster. Um, He's coming out with a movie this year based on Napoleon Bonaparte. And Napoleon is going to be played by none other than Joaquin Phoenix, uh, who a little tall for the role, but I'll take it because this sounds like it's going to be a fantastic movie. I mean, yeah, the way you shoot the films, though, you can make them look shorter than what he is. You know what I mean? So it's it's definitely not a huge. That's true. If you can make Tom Cruise look taller, tall as shit. Exactly. Tom Cruise (laughs) is only like five. Five eight, five six. I think yeah, it's five, he's six. short, bro. Yeah, like five. Yeah, he's six. a short dude. So, like, I mean, hey, man, put me in movies and make me look five ten, bro. I'd be dying for that. <laughs> oh, you know what? Look, <laughs> I would die for those two inches, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Looking at it, actually, Joaquin Phoenix is only five eight. Uh, Napoleon, I think, was five six. Yeah, Napoleon was only five six. He wasn't that short, but like, he... I mean, that's 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 pretty short. Yeah. Hey, man, that's average height for Mexicans. Okay. So, <laughs> speak for yourself, dog. Uh, hey, yeah. no, hey, 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 hey. I'm five eight, bro. So I'm Got above that. average. Okay, so I'm above the average. So uh, that makes me happy. Damn I'll take right, that. Jason. I'll take that win. Okay. I'm Damn not right, six Jason. feet. I'm not six feet, but uh, I feel six feet in spirit. So. <laughs> I'll accept <laughs> you into the club. <laughs> Thanks. Thomas, you're five eleven, bro. Don't quick cap. No, bro. bro, I'm six feet. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Six I'm five eleven, but really, that's only one, one inch from uh, six yeah, feet. Yeah, I'm, so I'm, I'm six foot two, dog. So uh, six feet with shoes on, right, bro? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all honesty, and I'm not playing. I'm five eleven, three quarters. All right, wow. burn, uh, bro. I, I, all honesty, I'm five seven and a half. But when I put shoes on, I'm five eight. See, when I put shoes on, I'm for sure six foot. Yeah, yeah. That's all I'm saying, bro. That gives me that quarter inch, dog. I'm a little over six. I'm like, all right, let's go, you know? Yeah, but I I just renewed my ID to change my address, and uh, they asked me. I'm 5'8", bro. That's it. I'm going to give me that. I'm going to give myself that half inch, okay? You should have told them, like, 6'2", and just see what they say. (laughs) Do do they deny you? Like, if you're obviously wrong, how does that work? No, but, I mean, imagine going to a bar and, like, bro, you're not 6'2", and I was like, yeah, I am. (laughs) What are you talking about? They asked me. You're all looking up at him. 
Yeah. yeah <laughs> Watch it. The bouncer's like, you're not 6'2", because I'm 6'2". I was like, no, dude, I'm 6'2". You must be way taller than 6'2". <laughs> you, must be a, you must be an dude. NBA player. <laughs> Uh, all right boys i think that's gonna do it for us today uh we hope you guys enjoyed all of our movie recommendations and things we are excited for uh jason you got any shout outs uh yeah man i just want to shout out to um all the listeners that we had in uh year 2022 and especially huge shout out to the listeners that continue to listen to us um Shout out to our special guests that came on board with us in the year of 2022, uh, J-Man, uh, Eric, and uh, especially uh, the person that we have on today, Thomas. Ooh, ooh, uh, so ooh. thank thankful for that. And uh, I hope uh, if you guys made New Year's re- resolutions. Hopefully you guys hit them this year. And uh, looking forward to uh, what we do this, this year in 2023. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shout out to Gabby for also coming out on the pod. Uh, oh, Gabby. Of- that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she, she needs to be on it more. I'm going to bring does, my lady on there, too. Shout out, Jane. She doesn't want to be on it, but she, <laughs> she she's like, nah, man, I don't want people to listen yeah. to me. I'm like, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. But anyway, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we're approaching our inaugural uh, male episode. So please give us some great questions that you have for anything that you're wondering in nerd culture or about us or anything moving forward so that we can answer those questions for you on our mailbag episode. Uh, We'll give you more details on that when we have all the questions in and we have them ready to go. Uh, Thomas, did you have any shout outs you wanted to give? Uh, Man, shout out you guys for having me a couple times this year. Shout out our boys. Shout out uh, everyone, man. Let's, let's have a good 2023. Thank you guys for having me. And uh, we'll talk to you guys later in the year. All right. Well, as always, thanks again for listening, everyone. We love you. We appreciate you. And we'll see you next week for another episode of Revenge of the Pod.